0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. <laughs> Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Triple Eight Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh Traffic and weather together every four minutes on the threes No, all day long again no, today. That doesn't work. Oh, you're right. It's every three minutes on the fours. No, that... that. So, uh, be looking forward to that. No. <laughs> doesn't work. I, I, I just... I just corrected myself, if you'd pay attention. <laughs> yes, I said four minutes on the threes, but then I corrected it to every three minutes on the fours. So... Uh, I think we're all set now. Are we going up the <laughs> I think we're all the traffic set. chopper too? Yeah, we might. Okay. We might. Uh, all right. It's, it's an exciting day. I'm all a tingle because the State of the Union happens tonight. Uh, what do you want to hear from the President of the United States? What would you like to hear? Everybody's talking about the fact that he's going to ask for bi- bipartisanship. He's going to be, I think, conciliatory to the Democrats. Uh, what would you like for him to do? Obama was certainly never conciliatory <laughs> to Republicans during the State of the Union or any other time. So, I hate to play that game, but why why should Trump? <laughs> why? I know we need to come together, but coming together with Democrats just seems counterproductive to me. <laughs> <laughs> it just <laughs> doesn't seem like it's bound to work. So, as I have been thinking about the State of the Union this week, and kind of sort of trying to assess the first year of the Trump presidency and where the United States is now, you know, kind of taking stock of it and adding up the pros and the cons, where do you think we stand? 888-900-3393. Love to hear from you on this. The good that we've talked about multiple times. Uh, to, to me, here are the things that uh, we've kind of focused on as we weigh where we are in this country. President Trump during the first year, a great Supreme Court justice. By all indications so far, Neil Gorsuch is going to be a great pick for the U.S. Supreme Court. The tax cuts, as uninspiring as they thought they were because on, on uh, at least one bracket, the taxes actually went up from 32 to 35%. Um, and they went, they went down very little for the rich, and that's what Democrats are focusing on. Well, it's mostly, for the, it's mostly a tax cut for the wealthiest. No, it isn't. It went from th- like 39 to 37 or something. Come on. Uh, so I thought they were less than inspiring, except for the business tax cut, which went from 35%, which was the highest in the industrialized world, to 21%. Uh, and as President Trump said, America is open for business again. And that will stimulate businesses. And it's already doing that. It's already, they're already passing along their tax savings to their employees, giving them $1,000 bonuses, raising salaries, all of those things that have been so stagnant for so long, they're actually kicking into gear and helping their employees. Now, Democrats are Poo-pooing all that. Ah, that's scraps. here's the crumbs. That's nothing. Yeah, okay. Thank you, elitists. $1,000 is nothing to you. Yeah, I get that. To most Americans, $1,000 is pretty darn good. So the tax cuts have stimulated the economy. Neil Gorsuch was a great pick. He rolled back the EPA regulations. He got us out of the Paris Accord, out of the TPP Treaty as he said he was going to do. He gave state lands back to states. We've had huge victories against ISIS. In fact, that war is, you could almost declare victory, I think, in Syria at this point. They did declare war in, uh, victory in the war in Iraq against ISIS. That's already happened. Um, he has generally returned respect and uh, admiration back to the military, which Obama had, I think, taken from them. He's declared Jerusalem the capital of Israel. Nikki Haley has been one of the greatest appointments of all time, certainly in the UN. She's She's been uh, really a, a great surprise. Plus, he's opened up drilling in Anwar. So he is... Doing things that are going to stimulate the American economy, that are going to stimulate our energy sector, that are going to stimulate uh, the economic engine. Growth during his first year was 3%, I think, in the first couple of quarters. This last quarter, it was was still 2.6% GDP. Uh, That's far better than it was during the Obama administration. Far better. Even at 2.6%. So we've got all of those things, and you weigh them against some of the concerns that I have. For instance, uh, President Trump's push for amnesty. And I, 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 can't, I can't go with him on that. Uh, first of all, secure the border, and then we'll talk about the other stuff. And that hasn't been done yet. Also, it's, it's frightening to me when he talks about the uh, opening up the libel laws. In what way? What are we going to do with the libel laws? They're already are already as good as you can have really in a country that that features free speech as the very first guarantee that we have of a right, plus this push for a one and a half trillion maybe one point seven trillion dollar stimulus package uh under Obama, half of that was atrocious, and everybody said so. Why is nobody talking about this? Why isn't no- Why are Republicans screaming at the top of their, what do you mean you're going to do a one and a half trillion dollar stimulus package? No. It doesn't make any sense to me that we opposed this during Obama. And now it's fine. Just why? Because you're not calling it stimulus? Because you're calling it for infrastructure? That's what it was for then, too. And where did all that money go? Where did the $787 billion go that was set aside for infrastructure? It bought a couple of signs that went up. Uh, with construction projects, but okay, we we spent 787 billion, and I don't, I couldn't tell you what that did for our infrastructure. That was supposed to fix the broken roads and bridges that we have in this country, fix the airports that are for some reason so inferior to other countries. Uh, you look at the, you look at the airport in Bangladesh it's it's so beautiful at least I'm led to believe I don't <laughs> know specifically Bangladesh but airports in other countries are supposedly so much better than they are here I can't even, I've seen them I, I don't get it
2: oh I'm so googling for a picture of a Bangladesh airport
1: <laughs> I know actually be- after you do that mm-hmm. look into like Beijing China because China's are supposed to be some kind of state of the art airports I don't know why, I don't know what they're doing that's any different from us, but <laughs> well, you have runways uh, and you have terminals and you have, you have some food foods, uh, shops along the way. Yeah,
2: I can tell you that the Hazrat Shahajal International Airport uh, look a little 1970-ish right there, huh? <clears throat> uh, that's the I Bangladesh that, airport. I
1: would say Bangladesh's airport doesn't have much on okay, ours. Okay,
2: so where do you want me to go, Beijing? Yeah,
1: look at, look at Beijing's oh, and see oh, if I'm that's... I'm a little worried now. If that's staggeringly beautiful,
3: hmm.
2: <laughs> isn't <it? laughs> that's quite uh, uh,
1: it's a little flashy,
2: quite right, quite posh for uh, connecting flight in Asia. You I mean, that? at least from above. I mean, look at it. it looks like them yeah, um, crop circles or something
1: going looks, on there. It's interesting. I don't know what that is. So we've got this stimulus package, which I'm opposed to. I. I Conservatives generally are, opposed to these kinds of stimulus package, government spending. Stop it. We don't have a wall or a provision for a wall yet. Mexico's not even being spoken of as paying for it anymore. There has been no repeal of Obamacare. Um, And there seems to be a willingness for bipartisanship that I'm just not interested in. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I just don't. <laughs> I don't want Democrats uh, being involved in these decisions because they screwed up the last eight years. Why include them? We've got the majority. Let's use it. So when you weigh the concerns against uh, the actual accomplishments, um, it comes out. I, I don't know. Does it come out better? I, I, I think it probably does. But I'd like to like to hear your thoughts at Triple 888- Eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three as far as the immigration situation it's it's pretty amazing where the democrats stand with this because they don't even want to hear about securing the border anymore they don't want to talk about a, a wall they don't want to talk about a fence they don't want increased border patrol they don't seem to want anything to do with securing the border but do you know that wasn't that hasn't always been the case Democrats in the 90s and even the 2000s were very concerned about border security. We're very much against illegal aliens. Listen to the Democrats from the past and what they used to say about illegal aliens and securing the border.
4: Legal immigration is
1: wrong. Chuck Schumer. All
5: Americans. Not only in the states most heavily
2: affected, but in every place in this country are Oakland. rightly disturbed by the large numbers of
1: illegal aliens entering hmm. our country. Huh.
6: We need to do simultaneously, huh. you know, secure our borders with technology, personnel, mm-hmm. physical barriers, if necessary, in some places. Huh.
5: If making it easy to be an illegal alien is isn't really? enough, how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant? No, no sane country would do that. We should Jeez. enforce our
7: borders.
6: To have a situation where 40% of the babies born on Medicaid in California today are born of illegal immigrants wow. creates a very real problem for the state. I think we... Here's
3: what I'll do. Jeez, man. Number one, the
8: borders are more leaking today than they were before 9-11. The fact is, we haven't done what we need to do to toughen up our borders, and I will. Hmm.
9: We simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States Undetected, we can't? undocumented, what? unchecked, when? and circumventing Why? the line of people who are waiting patiently, I diligently, hate. and lawfully uh, to become immigrants in this country.
1: Wow. What happened? <laughs> what happened to the last 10 to 15 to 20 years to Democrats on illegal immigration? Good golly. You can't even get them to say illegal aliens anymore. They used to say it quite freely. Now it's got to be non-documented citizens, and now you can't even you can't even ask them to place a vote in favor of a border wall. They will they won't have anything to do with that. So why? What has happened all of a sudden that uh, you're just all about illegals pouring in across our border and not securing it at all? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um. Let me talk about filterbuy FilterBy.com. Really cold throughout most of the country, and more cold is on the way. Uh, if you're not properly maintaining your filters, you're you're not only breathing unhealthy air, you might just find yourself with no heat and thousands of dollars worth of repairs. But there is a better way with FilterBy.com. It's America's leading provider of HVAC HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. Filterby.com carries over 600 different filter sizes. And if you've got some kind of strange size that they don't normally have, they'll custom make one for you. Then they ship it free within 24 hours. So you get it right away, and everything's manufactured right here in America. So you're supporting a great American business. Filterby offers a multitude of Merv options, all the way up to hospital grade. So you know you're going to be removing the dangerous pollen and mold and dust from your home's air. And right now, you can also save 5% when you set up auto delivery. And then you never have to think about when it's time to order your filters again because they just show up when it's time. So save money, save time, and breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com.
0: You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. State of the Union address. What would you like to hear from President Trump tonight? Are you excited about bipartisanship? Are you excited about bringing the Democrats along for the ride, <laughs> getting their input on every issue? I'm completely not interested in it. I, know. <laughs> I don't. Maybe that's terrible of me, but I have no interest in bringing Democrats into any of it. I mean, look at these hypocrites. Just a few years ago, they were all about securing the borders. Then what happened? You know it's all about their power. They see that if they allow illegals into the country, they're probably going to vote Democrat. When they, when they are able to vote, uh, <laughs> they'll probably vote Democrat because the perception is that's who's helping them. That's not who's helping them, but that's the perception. So it's all about their power. And they're willing to compromise America's security and well-being for it. It's, it's despicable. Uh, speaking of which, so is Planned Parenthood's uh, Cecile Richards. Mm, she's lovely. <laughs> she's, leaving, uh, she's leaving her, her uh, perch at the top of Planned Parenthood. And everybody is celebrating her now. She's getting ready to release some memoir. Um, and so she's talking all about her time at Planned Parenthood and just how proud she is of overseeing the slaughter of millions of babies while she was there. I mean, she's got to be bursting with pride. No one has overseen the slaughter of more babies than Cecile Richards at Planned Parenthood. She calls it women's health, of course, and reproductive justice.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Yeah. Reproductive justice? justice. Mm-hmm. I've
2: not heard that one.
1: Yeah. Reproductive okay.
2: justice. I want to get paid to come up with like fun names like that. Political correct Yeah. Terms, euphemisms you know? for yeah, murder. Eufem- there you yeah, go. Yeah, isn't that great?
1: <laughs> reproductive justice. <sighs> uh, newly released Marist poll finds that 76% of Americans favor restricting abortion to at most... At most, the first three months of pregnancy. Now, Cecile Richards and Planned Parenthood doesn't think it should be restricted at all. Uh, I mean, as you're giving birth, they think you should be able to abort the baby. Um, so she has announced her decision now to step down. She's going to go raise money for a bunch of candidates who are running for office that support abortion. And she's going to try to strengthen the position of Planned Parenthood in our society and she's really proud that they fought off the efforts to defund uh abortion on a federal level for some reason half a billion dollars a year continues to go to Planned Parenthood to kill babies she says she does see progress in the way abortion is depicted in popular culture um She says the hit drama Scandal is helping undergoing the procedure and articles in Cosmopolitan, Glamour and Essence discussing the issue. It's about changing our culture and talking about topics that I thought had been shoved to the side and taboo, she said. In a video message to Planned Parenthood supporters about her departure, Richards describes her last year as one of the most inspiring of her life. Uh, Apparently, due to Planned Parenthood's leadership role, in the uh, women marches against Donald Trump, but keep in mind, Planned Parenthood is not a political organization. It's not an it's not an organization that pushes politics at all. No, how could you call reproductive justice? How could you call political that? anything? Uh, but um, just justice. It's it's certainly not political. How could you? How could you call opposing the president political? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, she wrote, "Planned Parenthood has been at the forefront of progress for the past 100 years, and will be leading the charge for the next 100. Through generations of struggle and change, we've been driven by one simple, radical notion."
2: Oh, oh, oh wait, wait. What Are you is, ready for
1: yeah, it? Okay, here we go. One simple, radical notion.
2: Wait, simple and radical. I can't been, even get past that. It,
1: it, but this is their driving force. Okay. No woman can call herself free who does not own and control her own body. Wow, that's beautiful. Now, except for, as a caller pointed out the other day, when you've got a separate body inside of you with separate DNA, Mm. you can't say that's your own body. Mm. Additionally, Planned Parenthood's own annual report released earlier this month shows the organization continues to perform over 320,000 abortions per year. While it's boosted its profits by 21 million or 27% from the previous year. The group also took in $544 million in taxpayer funding. Though the number of uh, many of its non-abortion services has significantly declined. Under the leadership of Cecile Richards, Planned Parenthood has grown to push one agenda, abortion, above all else while throwing aside any inkling of actual medical care, according to Penny Nance, CEO and President of Concerned Women for America. But they have done an incredible job at Planned Parenthood of making this thing about women's health issues, about reproductive justice, about uh, cancer screenings, which they really don't even do. They don't do mammograms. They, show you, they tell you where you can go get one. Is there nobody else on this planet who can show you where to get a mammogram? I don't know. There's something called Google that kind of performs that service as well. And Google doesn't actually perform abortions. So you can get behind that organization a little bit more than Planned Parenthood. And not only is Planned Parenthood... Participated in hundreds of thousands of aborted babies every year. But what about the selling of baby parts for profit? Which is just patently illegal and they still haven't paid a price for it. And yet, she continues to be hailed as, uh, as a hero to uh, millions of young women uh, around the country. Triple Eight, 900, 3393. Also, uh, John Bolton has made a little bit of uh, splash. Former ambassador to the UN got pretty upset during an interview with Sky News host Kay Burley when she asked him about Donald Trump and the Iran Iran deal. Take a look at this.
5: Uh, well, I want to come back to your comments. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more direct here. I think what you said is offensive and inappropriate. You are a oh. munchkin. In the media, and uh, you may have your opinions, but I think your job is to try and present the news uh, accurately and not uh, editorialize. If you'd like to tell me where you think the president. Uh, has behaved in a way you disagree with. Let's have uh, an example of it, and I'd be happy to deal with it.
10: Okay. What in particular are we talking about? Are we talking about what's happening with Iran? You
5: said the president slips. You said the president slips in and out of deals. What What's your problem specifically?
10: My problem partic- specifically is that uh, we were talking about Iran. Uh, I was saying he wants to get out of the deal that the United States has done, as far there's, as Iran is concerned. There's
5: nothing slippery. There's nothing <coughs> slippery about that. It's entirely appropriate when a country realizes it's made a strategic mistake or circumstances have changed uh, to get out of an international agreement i can give you any number of examples president george w bush for example quite correctly took the united states out of the nineteen seventy two anti ballistic missile treaty so that we could have a national missile defense capability to protect against <laughs> the likes of Iran and North Korea, that's not slippery, mm-hmm. that's operating in the national interest. Do you think Britain is slippery for getting out of the European Union? Maybe you should call your whole country slippery. Oh, wow. Um, really, Peter, it's Peter, I don't know. Okay, you you in just a second. That way. Calm
10: down, calm down. Um, I wow. may not be a
5: munchkin, I'm but I'm certainly calm. beyond uh, a little bit
1: lower than president. average height.
5: My point with you, to make it very clear, <laughs> is that I think I think you're unprofessional. I okay. think your comments were uncalled for. Okay. And maybe maybe you think that's your business. Now, perhaps you'll let me finish this, time. Please. Uh, I just don't think it advances. Thank you. I don't think it advances the cause of informing your listeners. Wow. <laughs> wow.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's too bad he didn't run for president just to see him debate. I know.
1: Just to see that. Wow. I mean, uh, he called her a munchkin I'm... of the media. <laughs> Wow. That's that good a, stuff right there. That was a beatdown. Triple Eight, <laughs> 93393. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray
1: returns on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: I saw this
1: boat in half. I don't know if we're going to get to saw a boat in half. Uh, that might be that might be too tough to actually do on the air. Hmm. But we are going to test <laughs> the uh, Flex Seal family of products tomorrow.
2: Theblazetv.com. Mm-hmm. What time are you going to do that tomorrow?
1: Uh, After
2: traffic and weather together? Yes. Gotta get that. That's down.
1: to be decided. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll let you know during the course of the di- probably probably hour two, okay. maybe the top of hour two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're gonna test it out because I uh, am somewhat skeptical about their claims on television. Why? Uh, because when they have that huge gaping hole in the side of a bucket and yeah. the water is pouring out of it, and they take one thin piece of tape, slap it on, slap it. Just right where the hole is, and all the water is pouring out of, and it immediately seals the hole. Sure, that can't happen. What that do you mean? Cannot it can't happen? happen. I'll bet you a thousand dollars. That can't happen. You're betting me $1,000. <laughs> because you know it's not going to hold. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll check out as much as we can. And mm-hmm. maybe if we find something to saw in half, we'll do that and then see if it's seaworthy after we tape it up.
2: Yeah, how about Jeffy? Uh,
1: yeah, we might saw. Maybe we'll saw Jeffy in half.
2: Oh, wait. No, no, no. wait. You said it has to be seaworthy. <laughs> and there's no condition where that's seaworthy.
1: That's for sure. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. 93. Uh, Michigan State professor says Americans who practice yoga contribute to white supremacy. Uh, Okay. Finally, somebody said it. (laughs) The code's been broken. Finally, somebody said it. I have felt this way uh, since the very first time I saw yoga being practiced. Yep. Uh, As soon as I saw them, you know, doing the deep knee bends and all that stuff, I thought (laughs) white supremacy, white supremacy. Uh, while you... you Downward
2: dog, man, that's all, that screams, screams white supremacy.
1: While you may have thought that the proliferation of people (laughs) wearing yoga pants in public was bad enough, one professor is claiming that there's an even worse yoga-related atrocity. White practitioners of the Eastern spiritual and physical discipline are contributing to a system of power, privilege, and oppression. Obviously. I mean... (laughs) Like you didn't realize this. I mean, it's just yeah. nice though that somebody is speaking. It's it nice out that someone loud.
2: took pen to paper finally.
1: <laughs> finally, mm-hmm. Fox News reports that Srina Gandhi, a religious studies professor at Michigan State, recently co-authored with Lily Wolf an article titled "Yoga and the Roots of Cultural Appropriation," which declares that Americans who practice yoga are feeding white supremacy and the yoga industrial complex. Now, I've heard of the military industrial complex, which is, you know, supposed to be some big conspiracy, but the yoga Mm. industrial complex, I have to admit, is somewhat new to me.
2: What do you mean? YIC? Yeah, somewhat
1: new. It's the YIC. The YIC. The The
2: yick. That's a big thing,
1: man. This is one conspiracy that I have not heard Alex Jones mention. Why is he not talking about the yoga industrial complex? White Americans should learn yoga's history. Acknowledge the cultural appropriation they engage in and possibly reduce the cost of yoga classes for poor people. A group that often includes people of color and recent immigrants such as Indian women to whom this practice rightfully belongs. (laughs) Wolf describes herself as an anti-racist white Jewish organizer, facilitator, and healer who has called for decolonizing yoga
2: do okay i can't
1: this hurts uh it just gets more and more stupid <laughs> every single day i mean this is just butt stupid <laughs> the explosion of yoga studies or yoga studios yoga video apps yoga pants <laughs> and other yoga swag over the last two decades is evidence of the misappropriation of yoga that is part of a Systemic racism built on the labor of Black people, yeah. and people of the Global South. Okay, I was laughing along with you, mm-hmm. but
2: if this is going to lead to the banning of yoga pants in public, I can't go there. That would be that would break my heart.
1: That would be tragic. Wouldn't yeah, it? sure would. Yeah, I mean, it would. People want to be comfortable, you know. That's right. <clears throat> We would argue one of the goals of white supremacy is to buffer white people from the pain that comes from the process of exchanging cultural grounding for the unearned power and privilege of whiteness. How many times have I said that? I've got a bumper sticker. I'm mm-hmm, sure you do. That says exactly that, word for word. Yep. Have, I've had it for years. Years. Uh, this modern-day trend of cultural appropriation of yoga is a continuation of white supremacy and colonization. Colonialism maintaining the pattern of white people consuming the stuff of culture that is convenient and portable while ignoring the well-being and liberation of Indian people. We are just terrible, terrible, terrible people. If you're white, I don't know how you live with yourself because I, frankly, I'm almost unable to do it now. I was hoping I almost can't live in my own skin anymore.
2: Well, uh, absolutely. I mean, that goes without saying. You feeling that way too? Absolutely. The thing is... um, it's a shame that this got picked up on because I thought we were flying below the radar with this stuff, but no, I guess no. Uh,
1: they picked up on the uh, yick. Ms. Gandhi is uh, she's all over it now. She's she's onto the yoga industrial complex, mm-hmm. and she's sick and tired of it. Well, she should be. She should. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, what, are we are we not out <laughs> of stuff to bitch about and blame Whitey for? I mean, have no, we not?
1: No. Have we literally
2: not gotten to the bottom of the list? <laughs> No. I mean, what is left?
1: I'm, I'm just hoping that Donald Trump will, will oh. address this tonight. Look. The look. yoga industrial complex on the State of the Union speech.
2: Look at the ceiling tiles above your head. Pat Gray. They're white. They're white. They're and white. and what, what's, the, what's the alternating color? Little black dots, right? Yeah. But what's the predominant color? White. White.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Enough said. Enough said. Mort in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Yeah.
9: This this is Mort uh, from Arizona. Just uh, thank you for taking my call. And speaking of white, um, living among my Native Americans, I always show a white piece of paper and put my hand next to it. And uh, lo and behold, I explain I am beige.
3: <laughs> okay. Now, the,
9: All right. The, the reason I'm uh, I was told that I, I should talk a little bit, uh, you know what, I mentioned about wordsmithing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned about killing the unborn. I refer to uh, that as murder, mm-hmm. uh, the importance of using correct terms. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Because the real enemy is, well, it's not, is a Democrat, Republican, uh, we we know that their objective is to divide and be, be divisive. That's all in rules for Alinsky's rules for radicals, uh, dedicated to none other than uh, the father of lies, Lucifer, Satan himself. Mm-hmm. So if we can be precise, more precise on our terminology, and uh, and looking forward to what the president's going to be speaking about, uh, I. I'm hopeful that he will be precise, but uh, not divisive in the sense that uh, we we uh, divide Democrat, Republican, right, left, uh, conservative, and so forth. I know you use those terms, but when I'm thinking of the real enemy, is the anti-American Marxist. That that spells out the ideology that is undermining, that wants to undermine the Constitution and Mm -hmm. uh, do everything uh, as the enemy.
1: Appreciate that. Thanks, Mort. Yes. Um, and that's, that's the American progressive today is essentially a Marxist. They're just more patient. Progressives are just patient Marxists. And uh, that's, yes, that's the battle. That's what we've been fighting against uh, for over 100 years now. And as far as, as using the proper terms of abortion, it's, it's really a shame that we didn't do this a long time ago. But we ceded to them the euphemisms that they like to use, like pro-choice. you're not pro-choice you're killing babies you're you're for uh, murdering babies. We, sh- we should not have tolerated this pro-choice nonsense uh, but but we did and so you control the language, you control the discussion and and the culture. Uh, Gordon in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi
7: Hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, I wanted to talk to uh, Keith specifically. He had mentioned earlier that if we cut Jeffy in half uh, and (laughs) repair him with Flex Seal that he wouldn't be seaworthy. But I want to know, in what universe is a 200-ton blue whale not (laughs)
1: seaworthy? You win! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Gordon. (laughs) He just called... He just just referred to Jeffy as 200 tons? (laughs) When did this guy... When did he lose weight? I haven't... I,
2: it's a, it's radio. It's theater over the mind. I mean, you can't expect Gordon in Florida to understand exactly the nuances of the man's weight.
1: But uh, I mean, you're giving him credit for a weight loss that just has not happened yeah. yet. So yeah. Uh, so so. <laughs> and he's not here yet to def- to defend himself. Uh, well, but no, it's a it's a low about tide. About a minutes. It's low tide. We right. gotta wait for the tide that's, that's, to roll in, and then
2: he can. That's right. Make
1: his way in. Uh triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. this is kind of sad. Th- I just it's it's an end of an era. And I actually had thought the era had already ended, but just this week, the last blockbuster video outlet in Texas closed. This week. Wow. <laughs> uh, did you have you I haven't seen an open blockbuster? Mm-mm. In, I don't know, seven or eight years, probably.
2: No, there's a there's a local company here that has a few. Yeah, like, I saw, I actually video? saw,
1: uh, I can't remember the name of family, it. Family was, Video. Family Video. Yeah, there's a few of those. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Does anybody ever go there? Look, I'm old school. I have been in there, not within the last couple of years, but uh, a few times. Uh, wow. Yeah.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Since we've been in Texas, you've been there?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So this this last Blockbuster was in Edinburgh, Texas. Mm. And it was it's been like a media sensation cuz it's one of the last <laughs> places where you could actually go and find Blockbuster videos, which during the early 2000s and the the late 90s and 2000s dominated the video the home video market. Yes, they Ab- did. Absolutely dominated. You you'd go in there and it would be jam-packed with people. Yeah. And you'd want to get there as early as you could because the new releases would be gone. Remember
2: all that? Yeah. There was twenty copies. Of blockbusters, right? And uh, you would hope that there was a copy waiting for you at uh, six o'clock on Friday night.
1: So the store was owned uh, by a franchise. So this was a franchise. All of the store-owned, the the uh, company-owned stores closed quite some time ago. So this was one of the last of the franchises to finally uh, close up shop. The corporate-owned stores were all closed in early 2014. Hmm. And then the company was the company was taken over by Dish Network, which I didn't remember, hmm. in, in 2011. And you might remember at the very end, Blockbuster said, oh, okay, well, we're going to do the Netflix thing now, too, <laughs> where you can order these. You can, we'll <laughs> just send them to you in the mail. Uh-huh. And it was too late. Too late, yeah. Netflix already had cornered that market, plus they were already online. And once they went online and made it convenient where you could just stream it, forget it. Yeah. Game over. Block- I don't know that Blockbuster ever went to streaming online.
2: Did they? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but yeah, what got me that. out of the store um, is uh, it's a Redbox thing. You know, you got Redbox, those. Redbox, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But... Um, I it's a lot am, cheaper at Redbox. Well, yeah, because you got to sign up and get the coupon codes for the uh-huh, freebies, and I'm uh-huh. willing to go out in the cold and go and uh, get a free DVD with my little, my little
1: those uh, were the days coupon,
2: man. and then download it for three bucks at home because I'm cheap.
1: <laughs> but uh, Blockbuster opened its first store in Dallas in 1985, 33 years ago, and at its peak there were nine. 1,000 blockbuster locations. Now they're gone. Wow. What? Isn't that amazing? Does
2: it say when the peak was? Because I'm going to guess...
1: It doesn't say the peak. No. But I would have to say 2005-ish.
2: That, I was going to say somewhere around 2005. In there? Yeah. yeah.
1: Huh. And it when it happened, when Netflix came uh, to town and started doing the, you know, you can order two at a time, we'll send them to you, and then you just put them back in the mail when you get a chance, and send them back, and we'll send you more. And... Uh, That was already pretty cool, Mm -hmm. but then the internet, that was game over for Blockbuster and Hollywood Video and all those places. And and what
2: what caused this to work? Was it net neutrality, Pat? (laughs) Check this out. (laughs) No, actually it wasn't. No. At its peak in 2004, Blockbuster employed 84,300 people worldwide. 58,500 were in the United States.
1: Wow. 58,000. So I was pretty close to the peak. It was 2004. Yep. Man. Wow. So that happened with just breathtaking speed. I mean, Netflix wiped them out in what, a year, maybe two? Essentially, just took it from them that quickly. Pretty amazing. I mean,
2: this this world, everything changes so quickly. You cannot, you know, let's just say you're thinking maybe I should buy some Bitcoin or invest here or there, Mm -hmm. you know. You don't want to sit around and wait. No you,
1: no, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I realized that. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Keith. Appreciate Of course,
2: that. and now it's coming back full circle. Uh-huh. So actually, it's probably a good time to invest again.
1: 888 <laughs> 900 Cosmo Hurts Kids is on a mission. Of course, the founder is Victoria Hurst, and her family's company, the Hurst Corporation, is the publisher of Cosmopolitan Magazine. So it sounds unusual, but what she wants to have happen is for um, Cosmo, which she believes contains pornography not to be sold to kids so what would that take it would take the state's material harmful to minor laws being applied to cosmopolitan magazine as it is you know playboy and whatever else so it's just completely reasonable and when you see the articles that cosmo uh trumpets on on the cover of their magazine all the time the photos that are inside, it just is porn. And it just doesn't need to fall into the hands of kids under 18. So it's pretty reasonable. She's not trying to take away their free speech or put them out of business or any of that. She just believes that we should all take a stand against pornography being sold to anybody under the age of 18. If you believe, as Victoria does and as I do, uh, go visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Find out what you can do to help. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com.
0: Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here.
1: Welcome. Great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Tell a friend about it. Uh, Mike Hermanet at Pat Unleashed hashtag Tell Pat writes on the spoons rating scale. I'd give President Trump's first year in office an eleven. Oh. Okay, that's not bad.
2: Yeah, the highest you can
1: get on that is, uh, what, 18? <laughs> yes.
2: So that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Above average.
1: It would probably be a 14 or 15 for me if he just stopped tweeting. No kidding. Yeah. Good Lord. Absolutely. Uh, Pat Goumer, I would love to hear coherent, complete sentences from the President of the United States at tonight's speech. Yeah, me too. Uh, from Trav... <laughs> A drinking game for alcoholics: Drink only when Trump forms coherent sentences. You'll stay sober all night. No
2: kidding, man. I mean, it's like, what's the point?
1: <laughs> That's good. Fox Hop sixty four. If you're looking for a place to test uh, your your sod boat, you could go to Glenn's New Lake. <laughs> 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 That's a good point. That's good. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. House Intel has voted to release the memo. So Democrats are up in arms, but I can't wait to find out what's in this thing. The House Intelligence Committee has voted to release that FISA memo. Uh, Adam Schiff on the, on the committee is blaming Republicans, of course. He's upset about it. But uh, don't we have a right to know? I think we have a right to know, and I'm I'm fairly excited about finding out what this is. I, I guess Trump uh, has to look at it and decide whether or not he's actually going to do it, but this should be happening sometime soon. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, things are so bad in Mexico right now. Another another indication of why we need the border wall, why we need border security. The drug cartels are out of control. Mexican officials said on Sunday, the government is sending a new wave of troops to crack down on criminal groups in regions where a surge in violence led to more than 25,000 murders last year in Mexico. 25,000. National Security Commissioner Renato Sales said federal troops... Will work with local officials to round up known major criminals and bolster investigations. From time to time, things are so bad in Mexico that uh, in the mid-2000s they sent, I think it was 7,000 troops to northern Mexico, and four to five thousand of them joined the drug cartels.
2: Good night.
1: Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. It's uh, it's a really, really bad situation. The drug cartels just run it, and they've got all that money. You know, they make a billion dollars a month, so they've got money to throw around and spend and uh, entice troops with, and they, they, they make them change sides.
2: You know, I've got a plan on how we can bring down the Mexican drug cartels, Pat. Here's uh, what we do. Mm-hmm. We could maybe get them. This is crazy, I know, but... Follow me. We take the federal government. They go and um say allow Mexican drug cartels to buy guns illegally, and then mm-hmm. we follow those guns and then we go and bust them when they get to the Mexican drug cartels.
1: What, what you a think? brilliant idea. Yeah.
2: Like it. We could just call it maybe operations, throw it out here, fast and furious. Yeah, after the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So then we just follow the guns, and it works
1: out beautifully. What could go wrong? Nothing. What could possibly go wrong with that idea? Nothing. Earlier this month, the United States slapped its most stringent travel warnings on the states of Kalima and uh, several others, including Sinaloa and others that I can't pronounce. Hmm. Ranking them as bad as war ravaged Syria, Afghanistan, and Iraq. That's uh, how bad things are right now Yeah. with these drug cartels. At least 25 people were murdered in Mexico this past weekend, uh, including nine men who were executed at a ho- house party in a suburb of the wealthy northern industrial city of Monterey. It, it is really sad. There was, a, uh, there was also a town, it might have been Monterey, where nine sheriffs had been murdered in the span of just a few years. I mean, and it got to the point where nobody would become sheriff anymore because the drug cartels would just kill him as soon as they got into office. Uh, And this one guy said, I'm going to boldly step forward and I'm going to take care of this. And uh, as soon as he left office after being signed up, he too was killed. It's just such a difficult situation. They've let it become such a mess. And yet again, we're not supposed to put up a border wall between us and these guys. Pathetic, pathetic. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. More Packray unleashed coming up.
0: Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: State of the Union tonight what would you like to hear from the president 888 thirty three ninety three. Uh, some other things going on Tom Hanks is going to star as Mr. Rogers uh-huh. in a movie called You're My Friend <laughs> <laughs> Hi neighbor it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood beautiful day for a neighbor would you be my could you be my neighbor mm-hmm Sure. Uh, he's the only actor who could probably do this, according to the article. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You think of anybody better for Fred Rogers?
2: Ooh. Yeah, oh, Tom oh, Hanks wait. probably pretty good. Yeah, but wait a minute. What's that guy's name? Uh, Macy William H. Macy?
1: Oh yeah, he might be. I think he put too. some. Yeah, you know,
2: dark dye in his hair. He could pull mm-hmm. that off. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: uh, so it's it's apparently going to tell the story of. Uh, one of his signature songs, inspired by a real-life friendship between Rogers and journalist Tom Junode. Uh, Junode is depicted as a cynical uh, writer who begrudgingly accepts an assignment to write a profile article on Mr. Rogers. He finds his life perspective transformed in the process. Hmm, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, it sounds like a, a good story. I'm actually, yeah, it does. I'm wanting the uh, movie for Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, starring... Uh, Eddie Murphy, that's the one
1: I would like to see. I wouldn't mind seeing that, too. Uh, So Mr. Rogers died clear back in 2003. Wow, has it been that long? Wow. So he's been gone a while. Um, So I'd say it's about time for a movie about Mr. Rogers.
2: But let's be honest. I mean, look, when when the show was in his house or he went behind the scenes at a factory or something, Mm -hmm. that was pretty cool. But that land of make-believe, that was some seriously whack crap right there with that cat that talks and the king and the queen. That was dumb.
1: <clears throat> I mean, you're probably of the age where you watched Mr. Rogers. I did. Yeah. Right? Yeah,
2: sure You did. probably grew up watching him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I did, I did not. You did not? No. Wait, when was the show, when the show run? It was a little after my time.
2: When the show run? 68. to 2001. Yeah, that's in my wheelhouse. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, by 68, I was eight years old. I uh, know. So, I... I was already well beyond Mr. Rogers kind of stuff. So,
2: 1968. Okay. So, Jeffy was watching this at the retirement home, 1968. <laughs> right. So,
1: yes. Uh, Rumper room has been brought up. Yes, I did. I saw Rumper room. Mm hmm. Yeah, Miss Julie was, and she'd look through that mag- magic mirror and she'd see all those people. I see Bobby and I see Jimmy. And I uh, wow, that's creepy. You can look in on me that is uh, with that mirror? Seriously? Wow, and if she it was holds really it, to creep me out.
2: Right, if she holds mm-hmm. it at the wrong angle, those are right. days where you're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so hot yeah. today. What's going on?"
1: Exactly right. I see. Yeah, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So after the State of the Union address tonight, what's really gonna be fun is the uh, the national address given afterwards mm. on BET by Maxine Waters. So you know that's gonna be fun.
2: It's going to be excellent. You know it.
1: You know she's going to have some really good things to say uh, that will probably change your, your perspective on life and what's happening in the United States of America. Uh, she will speak at the top of a BET news special after Trump delivers the State of the Union address. Um, the program... Angela Rye's State of the Union is part of a broader partnership announced a few days ago between the network and the Democrat strategist and political commentator. Rye will executive produce the news programs with a sharp focus on issues facing black Americans. Well, then they should be very excited because the black unemployment number is its lowest in history. Yes, it is. So I'm sure that Maxine Waters is going to have some really great things to say about Donald Trump's uh, Policies, which have resulted in the lowest black unemployment since they began keeping records in 1973.
2: And, and, you know, if they're going to start this thing right after Trump's speech, you're forcing people. This audience is going to be forced mm-hmm. to watch his speech mm-hmm. in order to know when to flip over to BET. Correct. So,
1: <laughs> yes, good luck. Uh. Mm-hmm. And, you know, r- Trump will... My guess is he will mention the fact that black unemployment is at its lowest rate. Uh, I'll I'll bet he mentions that during the State of the Union. Meanwhile, they printed up some uh, tickets to the State of the Union tonight. The 115th Congress address to the Congress on the State of the Union, except they said State of the Union, (laughs) U-N-I-O-M. Details. Uh, So they've had their share of spelling and grammatical errors in press releases. Do do they not have a proofreader in in the house at all? Um, Apparently, they're not to blame, though. The sergeant at arms is responsible for printing the tickets, not the White House.
2: Seriously, you got two jobs. You stand there and you print these up. I mean, come on. (laughs) What do you do? Oh, you have to yell. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the The president president of the United United States! States. Okay, three jobs. So maybe this one got buried a little bit, the whole spell check thing.
1: Yeah. And you know what I love about when the Sergeant of Arms makes that announcement? Uh And then you've got all these fake, phony Congress people Uh who just want to be near the president, no matter who the president is. Mm -hmm. They just want camera time. They just want to be talked about. And you know who's going to be there in front of everybody. Sheila Jackson Lee. I was just about to
2: say, Sheila Jackson Lee, when Obama would get there, she'd get there at 10 a.m. I mean, she, uh, Right. Sit
1: on the but aisle. She would also do the same thing. I don't know if she got there that early, but when Bush was in office, really, she'd muscle her way to the front then. Hmm. So you know she's going to muscle her way to the front, uh, even though she badmouths Trump all the time. Be interesting to watch this tonight. Uh, I, I can't wait to see the hypocrisy. 888 thirty three ninety three. Uh, let's go to Brian in South Carolina. Brian, you're on the blaze. Hi.
7: Hey, Pat. Brian, how you doing? Hey, good. I just want to share a quick story. I've heard you guys talk about it uh, a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um, with the whole issue of illegal immigrants or immigrants in general learning the language and how that's to benefit them, not uh, some sort of xenophobic thing where everyone needs to learn English because we're a European or you know whatever nation. Mm-hmm. In high school, I worked at a pizza parlor, and um, the guy that worked in the kitchen uh, was the hardest worker I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he knew the operation in and out. Um, he showed up early, stayed late, did everything, uh, managed a bunch of, like, 20 line cooks. And in, uh, to acknowledge his hard work, the manager said, I want to make you an assistant manager, but if you're going to be interacting with customers, I need you to learn English. She didn't speak much English. She even offered to send him to class. He refused, and thereby mm-hmm. relegating himself to the role of line cook forever. So it's for his own upward progression that he needed to learn the language that everyone else was speaking around him.
1: Any idea why he refused? I think he thought that if he went
7: to a formal school, like a a, a junior college or something like that, that it would be exposed that he was uh, an illegal immigrant.
1: Mm. Wow. It's it's too bad because you're right. They, They do just then... Relegate themselves to the lowest rung of our society. It's really a shame. It's really a yep. shame. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for the call. 888 thirty three ninety three. Um, Something else that uh, Trump can uh, talk about tonight because of his, his tax cuts. ExxonMobil says uh, they will invest more than $50 billion over the next five years to expand their business in the United States. Chairman and CEO Darren Woods said Monday that the investments are possible because of the country, company's strength helped by the recent law that cut taxes on corporations. Those evil tax cuts for the wealthiest companies. Huh, that Just take that money and and make themselves richer with it. They sit on it. Uh, except for they're not. Oh, uh, In a blog on the Exxon website... Woods said that Exxon plans to increase oil production in the Permian Basin in Texas and New Mexico. They plan to build new manufacturing plants and expand current operations. He said the initiatives will create thousands of jobs and increase energy security. From the crumbs, from the crumbs of the tax cut. You're welcome. <laughs> These investments are underpinned by the unique strengths of our company and enhanced by the historic tax reform recently signed into law. Uh, it's really hard to argue with that, right? But Democrats still will. They still will. Exxon reported $11.3 billion in profit in the first nine months of 2017, far surpassing their earnings earnings for all of 2016 when oil prices recovered from a two-year slump still Exxon's profits are down sharply from the 45 billion dollars they posted in 2012. yeah when gas was three or four bucks a gallon but the 11.3 billion to Democrats that's too much money there those are evil profits and Exxon is evil for earning that kind of money even though uh, that's probably about eight or nine percent of uh of revenue so they're taking about eight or nine percent profit ah that's pretty reasonable what is the markup in the jewelry industry three thousand percent wow that's a good question a million percent Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know but uh, eight or nine percent of uh, overall revenue—that's not outrageous.
2: And a diamond ring doesn't help your car get down the road and take you to work.
1: Exactly. Uh, let's see
2: here: between twenty-five and seventy-five percent for uh, diamond engagement rings. That's the markup between twenty-five and seventy-five percent.
1: Okay. So, uh, Woods said the new investments are in addition to Exxon's twenty-billion-dollar plan to build a refining chemical, and export facilities along the Texas Gulf Coast over 10 years. Business leaders have uh, praised the new tax law, which cut the corporate income tax from 35 to 21%. I mean, one of, the, one of the best things Trump has done, although he didn't do it. Congress did, but he signed it into law, so he had something to do with it. Uh, but as far as oil companies, uh, the Democrats, I'm sure, are, are going to bash them because they made $11.3 billion in the last quarter. That's, that's terrible. Those, that's the rich getting richer. Those are evil profits yeah. that they don't have coming to them. It's unbelievable. 888-900-3393. Uh, we are joined now by Brad Staggs. What I hear you saying is that too
4: much of even a good thing can be bad for you.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so too right. much money mm-hmm. can be bad Can
4: be bad for you.
1: Well, uh, mm. our last president said it best when he said, I do think at some point you made enough money. Right? right right so
4: yeah. so yeah so in fact it could mm-hmm. be bad for you so i i suppose you could say the same thing for something like um earwax
2: <laughs> wait you could never have too
4: oh see oh, no. that's what could a lot you? of people think yeah. is that you could never have much- because a good thing earwax much like money is a good thing in moderation uh, okay and like chocolate yeah uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you can never have too much
1: chocolate. No, that's...
4: But with earwax, mm-hmm. you can have too much because, you see, if you have just the right amount, it protects your ear from infections. Mm-hmm. It protects your eardrum. Yeah. It does all those wonderful things. But then if you have too much of it and you cram it in there with, let's like, say, a pencil mm-hmm. or, you know, a paperclip or a thumbtack, which... A <laughs> pencil? Yeah, you should never do that, by the way. <laughs> okay, that's a. Never, ever, a really never good put a pencil. Because I was
1: about to jam a number two pencil directly into my ear.
4: I'm glad that I caught you before you, you did that. You
1: just barely saved me right. from
4: doing that. So I've saved your life. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very you welcome. So what now.
1: would have happened? Could I have, I don't know, pierced your <sighs> ear? Potentially, my eardrum? you could
4: have pierced your eardrum had wow. you used a pencil. Wow. Now, <laughs> and had, let's pencil. say, the, the, the lead or something broken off in there, you could have maybe washed it out. Uh, but for that, you'd need a, a special yeah. a special device that okay. is uh, by our sponsor, ironically enough, WaxRx. If, huh. you, if you go to usewaxrx.com, you know, if you ever have that urge to stick a pencil in your ear, right. go to usewaxrx.com. And or a,
1: what about hmm? a candle? One of those burning candles next well, to your head. You don't want that either.
4: You know what we call that? Thinning right? the herd. Hmm. When you you put a Mm licked object in your ear, um, that's thinning the herd. Yeah, pretty much. So if you feel the need to light something on fire and then put it in your ear.
1: Don't. ah, What am I to say? (laughs) Right? Right? I mean, you know, it's kind of like eating the Tide Pods. (laughs) Oh, man, that's another crazy. I mean,
4: that is just. Need I say more? No. Look, the bottom line is protect your ears. You only have two of them, much like your eyes and your nose. Well, you don't have two noses? No. Mm-mm. You're maybe a freak. I, maybe That's I, the problem. Maybe I went too far. Go to usewaxrx.com. <laughs> keep them clean. You may not do it today. You may not do it tomorrow, but when you do it, go to usewaxrx.com. Use promo code radio for free standard shipping.
7: You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at patunleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network.
0: Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Hi. Welcome. 888-933-93. I'm very excited tonight. Uh, State of the Union address. Should be interesting. This is Trump's first. Didn't do one last year because he just took office. <clears throat> so this is the first State of the Union for Donald J. Trump. And then immediately following that, we get the Democrat response. They're calling it the People's State of the Union or whatever. <laughs> Come on now. From Maxine Waters. <laughs> I think, do we have a preview of some of the things she's going to be a rough battling outline, about? Rough outline. A rough outline of what she may or may not say tonight. As far as I'm
10: concerned, the Tea Party can go straight to hell. Oh. They say to me all the time, you appear to be angry. If you're black and American, you're not a little bit mad, you crazy. Stop sending mm. those
7: dog mm-hmm. whistles to
10: white supremacists. Today, we nice. declare we're not taking it anymore. This liberal will be all, all about, about socializing. socializing uh,
1: um, uh, uh, um, uh, would be about, uh, would be about uh, you know, basic, basically, basically, you know, taking taking over, taking over and the government and the and government
3: running, running all of all your, of
1: companies. your <laughs>
3: companies.
10: Keep your <laughs> nasty comments away from us. We're rallying and uh, we're protesting. You don't intimidate us.
6: Okay. You don't
10: scare us. No good. We're going to okay. fight against you and your policies. We're going to struggle. We're <laughs> going to do everything necessary to yeah. show you, you cannot take this country down the path
1: All that right. you
5: think you're going to take it down. All
1: right. Okay. So so maybe just a little preview of what you, I mean, you know, it's going to be incendiary. It's going to be a lot like that. It may not be exactly those words.
2: You don't think she's going to bring us together? Pat? No, I no.
1: I don't think Maxine Waters will bring us together and unite America tonight. <sighs> I really don't. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I You know, if of the two, Trump has a much better chance. He's, ta- he's the one talking about bi- bipartisanship right now. And he's talking about it a lot. He's kind of holding out the olive branch to the other side. Would Maxine Waters ever do that? Not on your life. Not on your life. Uh, where did you find this quote from her? Because uh, this I've never, I've never seen this before. Mm. She was talking about marching for abortion.
2: Let me see here. Hang and
1: on. and here's what she, here's what Maxine Waters actually said about marching uh, for abortion. I have to march because my mother could not have an abortion. Well, if your mother had had an abortion, Maxine, perhaps you wouldn't be here. I don't know. Is it just me, or <laughs> is it maybe maybe you should be happy that your mom didn't have an abortion? I mean, that's just stupidity.
2: This shows up on a transcript at CNN.com in 2004. Um, trying to find the uh, the actual location. But, I
1: uh, have to march because my mother could not have an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just, help me, heaven. Help me. The See, abortion thing is just unbelievable. I don't know that
2: she understands the irony if her mom actually yeah. had had an abortion. Right. Uh, you wouldn't she would have aborted.
1: I don't know how many. March. I don't know how many children your mom had, but if she had that option available to her, she mm-hmm. may have exercised it with you, pumpkin. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She may have. And then you wouldn't be here. Yeah. Good golly. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what was super brave the other night? We always talk about these uh, people who are so brave and willing to speak out and It's usually the Hollywood elites who are speaking out and saying leftist things. And there's nothing brave about saying something leftist in Hollywood. Everybody says leftist uh, nonsense in Hollywood and in the music industry. There's an actress. I'm not familiar with her, but her name is uh, Joy Villa. Yeah. You know her?
2: Yeah. Doc has her on quite a bit.
1: Mm -hmm. He has her on?
2: Yeah. mm -hmm. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that dress that she had on. Is that what you're referring to? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so to the Grammy Awards, she, on the red carpet, mm-hmm. she wore this huge white wedding dress that she had hand-painted herself. And hand-painted on this dress was an image of a baby surrounded by colors of the rainbow. And if that weren't enough, <laughs> she also had a purse <laughs> uh-huh. with words, choose life, written on it.
2: Whoa, whoa. What did it say? Choose life life. Wait a minute cuz every headline I saw about this story was about it being an anti-abortion message on her dress. I'm sorry. Did it say?
1: It didn't say anything anti. Did it it wasn't anti anything. Oh it was pro life of a baby. And she said, <laughs> "I'm a pro-life woman." This year and this is a uh, an African American woman. Mm-hmm. I'm a pro-life woman. This year, I chose to make a statement on the red carpet like I always do. I'm all about life. Now, that is brave. Mm-hmm. In the face of all of these D-bag, liberal, progressive idiots, she has the guts to wear a pro-life dress to to the uh, party? That's amazing.
2: And there it is on the that screen at theblazetv.com. I love that. Look at that. I mean... Last year, she,
1: last year, she wore a Make America Great Again dress. <laughs>
2: Which one do you think made him more mad?
1: <laughs> uh, that's a tough one.
2: That is a tough one. That's a a tough pro-Trump one. or a yeah,
1: pro-life? They hate pro-life messages maybe as much or more than they hate Trump. I'm not sure. It's, that would be really, really close. Wow. <laughs> um, so she uh, is 31 now. And apparently she gave up a baby for adoption when she was 21. And she's been a huge advocate for life uh, all this time. Does she actually have songs that are played on the radio? She must if she's going to the Grammys, right? Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm just completely... Fairly big singer? Unhip.
1: Is, yeah, I don't, I don't know at all. Um, but this isn't the first time she's created a head-turning Grammys moment. You know, obviously she had that uh, mega dress on last year. And while wearing the dress, she actually said... I'm a 100% Trump supporter. (laughs) This is a brave woman. Good golly. I believe in his message. I believe he'll run this country like he runs his life successfully. (laughs) I stand as a proud American, and I stand for a unified America that's tolerant of each other no matter who we voted for. I stand behind our president because that's the American thing to do. I love this woman. (laughs) I, I love this person. This is brave. What all those idiotic leftists do at the at all of these award show shows that takes no bravery she's flying in the face of everything there and willing to say hey i'm putting my career on the line for this because i believe in it that's pretty amazing she said she can't see what the next she can't wait to see what the next seven years hold for the united united states under trump's leadership she says i love what he's doing Unemployment is down. I'm totally for President Trump, and it's only been one year. I can't wait for the next seven years. That's pretty awesome. 888 thirty three ninety three. Eric in California. Welcome to The
11: Blaze. Hey, guys. Hey. Mm-hmm. So I am from Skyline College. You might remember me from the uh, free speech thing I told you about.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
11: Okay. So the college is still kooky, though, of course. Of course. Um, I went into my English class the first day, and the professor told us that, you know, this was a safe space for one. Okay. It's already I knew it was a, ba- a bad thing, but it was, our English class is on uh, the crisis of masculinity. And oh, basically what that entails is uh, 64 mm. genders. I found out I was a, a cisgender, apparently, because I like mm-hmm. women and I'm a guy. Yes. I, I, you don't say male or female. Yeah. Uh, you guys are all familiar with it.
1: Yep, then know this And I'm
11: going, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just found that out. <laughs> wow, I like women. Well, What an intellectual environment I'm in. Right, yeah. Yeah. And then I walked uh, over to my bio, human biology class, and uh, I asked him about it just because I was curious if he dif- you know, had a different opinion since it's biology. And, of course, he did. He, he thought the class was a little... He goes, really, they're teaching on English? And I'm surprised, too. And the teacher of English, uh, he... He compared to Obama and Trump, that was the first day he goes, that's what the subject was gonna be on. He said Obama's a soft male, and a soft male is somebody who's compassionate, who's understanding, who cares about people. Okay. And then there's the old white male. Oh my god, you know what? I should be I should be offended right now. Uh, but I, yes and you I might should.
1: be. Hang hang yeah, on a second, Eric. I wanna I wanna hear the rest of this, uh, but we're out <laughs> of time. we will be right back. More Pacquiao Unleashed. Gray unleashed. All right, let's go back to Eric, who was uh, telling us about this uh, college in California. What's the name of it, Eric? It's... Skyline College. Okay, Skyline San College. Bruno. And you've got these professors that are talking about uh, the 64 various genders. And then you went over to the biology professor and asked him if there's 64 genders.
11: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like a stupid question for once in, mm-hmm. in class, but. Uh, no, it's a good question because the English teacher is telling the kids something completely different. Yeah, uh, something that I think is just ridiculous. I mean, I learned that in second grade.
1: Yep. And so did the and, did the biology teacher say there are only two genders? Yes, he did. Thank oh, God, that's great. To to his credit, thank heaven.
11: All right, good. Yes, good. But the English and, class
1: uh, is all this progressive nonsense. You
11: no, know, it is spewed with propaganda, Pat. I mean, I have, I have. I have Been a conservative my entire life, or a libertarian, and uh, I've watched your show. I've watched, you know, I do my research. I know Mm -hmm. what's going on in the college campuses, but I never thought I'd into a class where the guy compares Donald Trump and Barack Obama and said, if you don't agree, you can leave the class. There's still time to drop it. And that's that's what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the semester. Today, we're watching Katie Couric, The Gender Revolution. And he said, do not be late for this movie. I'm like, well, "I, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit late. You know, maybe I'm going to call sick today. I feel sick. I'm not sick, but I identify that I'm sick.
1: <laughs> uh, it's, it's interesting because English classes all over the country are turning into this. I don't know why they've chosen English to pollute our kids' minds, but um, my daughter is going to a, a little community. She's 17. She's going to a community college. Uh, here in the Dallas Metroplex. And they're doing the same thing. They're doing the same exact thing, teaching all kinds of uh, social justice nonsense. And it's like, yeah. what what happened to teaching me conjugating verbs and those kinds of things? What is not that what English is? How about it, we read That's some literature? It Unbelievable.
11: It's watching a movie yeah. I and mean, eating Starburst. You've got Starburst in. We watched a movie, and we talked about our feelings. I thought I was in kindergarten. <laughs> I don't know if this is college. This is ridiculous is what it is. They call it ridiculous. This is wow. all fake news.
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Oh, okay. Thanks, now. Eric. Appreciate it. I mean, why not bring little rugs and take nappies, too? Uh, I am personally not opposed to that. I know that? you're not.
8: <laughs> I know I mean, you are not. I mean, you're bringing an air mattress and a blankie. I'm good to go.
1: By the way, uh, Jeffy joins us <laughs> for Chewing the Fat. Triple eight nine hundred 3393 By the way, is the number to call if you want to get in touch with us. Today. I mean, I would what have preferred
8: have? maybe uh you know, uh, yeah, just you know, a regular Hershey bar, maybe uh, other than Starburst. No, but no. Starburst, Starburst is all you got. No, I'm, I'm going Starburst. Starburst are good. Yeah. Starburst are good if you have someone else opening up all the little squares. It's not oh, that okay. hard. That's it's a not that. You do that have difficult. to work for it. That's a pain. You, you do it have to a look pain for it. It drives me insane.
1: We are so lazy. Uh-huh. 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 Can't even open a starburst. No, I mean, burst.
8: I can. It's just agonizing, too. <laughs> I can, but this is America. So, so. Right. Okay. So, if you, you know, if you have someone do that for you. Then but you're... I
1: will tell you this. That's why I never have an orange. I don't want the to peel bother it? with peeling it. And the get now it there, yours. I'll go
2: with you there. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. It's just not worth it. If somebody does it for me, I'll gladly eat the orange.
8: Thank you. That's my point. <laughs> <I don't... laughs>
1: All right. We've just shown again how pathetic we are.
8: So. <laughs> so we got the big state of the union tonight. I am excited. You Me too. Pat, I mean, I know you've Me talked too. about it a number of times, but yep. man, I want President Donald Trump to walk into the I want him to walk in to that room tonight with his mm-hmm. talking stick.
1: <laughs> you and walk all the way stick. down
8: to the front and put that uh, talking stick right on the podium. Yeah,
1: that'd be great. It would be outstanding. It would. I it, think even the media might like that. It'd be funny. Yeah. I mean, it'd be really funny. And it's going to be interesting to see Sheila Jackson Lee slobber all over <sighs> uh, Donald Trump when you know she hates his guts. <laughs> but she's such a media hound. She has to be there. She's got to be there. She's, she's got to be there. She's, she's already there sitting
8: in that chair, you know. Uh, you that, know I mean, she yeah, is. that's her. I mean, that's, that's the way she goes back with those photographs to her people and just says, uh, I was there. I'm fighting. Now, I'm
1: fighting. For I am you. in the middle of all I'm this stuff. For you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, absolutely,
8: and you can hear it all tonight right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Starting at uh, eight PM Eastern, uh, we'll do a little pre-show, and then you'll hear the speech live. Uh, and then we'll do a little post-show, taking your calls. Uh, you Doc be Thompson, part of that? myself, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a little Lawrence Jones well, is going to call good. in. Uh, good. If you pick up the phone, maybe we'll hear from you. Uh, you know, maybe we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, pay,
1: we'll call. Maybe we'll call. Mm-hmm. Just or, you know, leave the phone on. Yeah, I'll, y- sure. I, you bet.
2: It'll go straight I'll to. I'll have voice it mail. handy. It'll go to uh, voice
1: the whole night. It'll just be. That's what I'm saying. So you know, at the ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's
8: that's what I'm saying. All right. Okay. Good. We're on the same page. And then you got uh, not only Sheila Jackson Lee, but you have Maxine Waters' response. But you failed, my oh. friend. I mean, I mean, I know that Maxine Waters is going to be good, but you also are going to get a special response from Bernie Sanders. No. Really? Oh yeah. Don't. Are doing know. two responses? Uh-huh. Wait. Uh, wait, uh, technically, they're only doing one, and that's going to be with Representative Joe Kennedy, the third of Massachusetts. So he's going he's to the deliver official the official rebuttal. rebuttal.
1: And then Maxine is on Maxine's Bet.
8: on BET. And Bernie Sanders is going to offer his own response uh, on is, his social media. Oh, good gosh. <laughs>
1: wow. They how agonizing Trump oh, how, so bad. Oh, it's going to be agonizing tonight. So bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can even, I, I won't be watching it. of
8: well, no, you I mean you'll be watching you know, maybe you'll be you'll be setting up to watch it when we call you, you know, for the pre show. Oh, right. For a couple yes. minutes to talk Except about for that. Yeah, right. On the Plays right. Radio Network.
1: Yeah, exactly. Between eight and nine yes. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Seven and eight central. I'm all right. over it. That's all what I'm saying. yeah. When we call. Okay. Let me okay. ask you this. Because I was asking this question earlier. Do you think the pros have outweighed the cons in uh, Donald Trump's first year? Oof. What is the state a tough one. of the union to Jeffy, to Jeff Fisher? Would you, uh, and let me go over some of the okay. highlights. All right. Okay. Supreme Court, Neil Gorsuch. Yeah, that was, that was great. Great job. Yeah. Signed in the tax cuts, which have stimulated the, the economy. It, there's not it hasn't even a really question really done much that. for me at all, but no, okay. But, but still, we'll
8: say well, the companies are happier and the employees are happier and they'll the, the economy better. If the economy right. is better, Abs- that's good oh, for all of us. Everybody.
1: Absolutely. He rolled back EPA regulations. He yeah, got I don't us care out about of, that. I'm glad about that. Got us out of the Paris Accord. Glad about that. Out of the TPP treaty. Glad about that. Working on getting us out of the Iranian treaty. Glad about that. Giving state land back to the states. Why? Well, should happen, right? We've essentially... I mean, those are,
8: that's, that's a strong list.
1: We've essentially, and I'm not even done, we've essentially beaten ISIS under his watch. Right. Uh, he has restored respect and concern for the U.S. military, which I love. Yes. Declared Jerusalem the capital of Israel. Yes. Uh, Appointed Nikki Haley to the UN. Tremendous. Opening up drilling in Anwar. Tremendous. All of those are
8: fantastic, right? Yeah. And don't forget that he's uh, kind of uh, looks like we've, uh, you know, we've tightened the noose a little bit around uh, homeboy in North Korea. Yes. Uh, Oh, that's uh, a good point, too. uh, Yeah. he's He's played strong with that. Yes. and had China and South <laughs> Korea build up that with uh, you know
1: we're not gonna we're not gonna take it from you and while a lot, a lot of us were nervous about the rhetoric I know it may have just been with the I doctor think it ordered.
8: did I mean it certainly has been so far
1: right so the concerns I have the big push for amnesty right, right now that he's sort of leading
8: yeah uh, there's also a big argument against uh, saying that that's his negotiating deal to make uh, I don't believe uh, you
1: know, that I don't know that I buy that but uh, that. but but let's hope so yes there's no wall or provision for the wall yet wait. Uh, the, no, he keeps talking about opening up libel laws and yeah, hurting free speech. That's a big I know. concern for me. What did we get yesterday, too, with the 5G? Oh, Holy nationalizing cow. the
8: yeah. 5G. Holy cow. Oh. Another, that's a little big, big concern. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, given all of this, Net neutrality the good outweighs of that. the bad, don't you think? I think it does. So far, it does. I think so far, so Absolutely good. Absolutely does, yes. And it's been a really pleasant surprise, I have to say, in the first oh, yeah. year of Trump. Oh gosh, yes. Big pleasant. Oh gosh, surprise. yes. Because
8: yeah, when you, despite being Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a you know for what thirty five or forty percent of the people that's great, mm-hmm. and there's a f- certain percentage of people being Donald Trump is frowned upon. Yes, <laughs> greatly. Yes, and there's a big percentage that just cannot stand him no matter what he does. Uh huh. Um, I mean, I I like a lot. That list is powerful. It is. Of what he's done. I mean, he rolls is. that list out and says, his I mean, are policy wise. Healthcare kind of pissed ge- me off. His, we, we haven't done healthcare. That's
1: not necessary. You can't really pl- blame him for that. Yeah. Uh, Je-
2: Jeffy mentioned one uh, need to add to that positive list. Uh, net neutrality has been killed.
1: All right. Yeah.
8: Right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. um, You know, I would I, while it seems and it appears that he's spending, uh, you know, vacation time at Mar-a-Lago, he's working. Mm-hmm. He's working mm-hmm. as and much as uh, he's gotten
2: done. He could get that much more done if he would just uh, stop tweeting.
8: Mm-hmm. Well, that's not going to happen, right? No, it's not. And he's changed the. That's, he's changed, that's who he is, right? And he's changed the way media and the way other <laughs> uh, other people of power and influence have started using social media. He's mm-hmm. changed that dramatically mm-hmm. in this last year. Yep. Uh you know, I mean, the news I'm listening this morning to the news and they're reporting how <laughs> James Comey James Comey responded with his tweet. Okay, so, I mean, I I didn't agree with right. obviously with what Comey said, but mm-hmm. uh, the point is is that I mean that's news now. Right? No, I mean, that, absolutely. I mean that, that's it. You're, yeah. You when you respond on social media, that's your response. Most it's of not the he, fun. most
1: of the headline stories every day are from Trump's Twitter yeah. feed and social media. So, yeah, so I mean, here's a question for, it.
2: For, for you guys: um, Is Trump? Gonna be just a blip as far
8: as the way he runs the presidency. Uh, I don't think anybody else could be Trump.
2: That's or do you think that this is going to change how mm-hmm. a president acts from no. here on? Yeah. This is
8: Trump specific. Yeah, and I think may, you know maybe some of the surrounding issues like social media, using social media. Nobody will use it like he does. I know Nobody. because he, you know, I, I, I think and people trying to be Trump around the country and some of the smaller ain't gonna uh, work. There's, it hasn't worked because you're not right? Trump. So don't right. try to be Trump. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, people see through that. You're not Donald Trump. We mm-hmm. voted for Donald Trump to be Donald Trump. Yeah. The rest of the country maybe wants to back off with having the guy that, you know, supposed to be voicing their opinion in Congress. They don't want Donald Trump doing that.
1: So uh, we'll see Boy, what happens a, tonight. I know. That's a, I know that's a, we'll see. I know. That's, a,
8: that's hard because I really like mm-hmm. a lot of that. I mean, that list is strong. I think the you good gotta out be happy the with that so far.
1: But, man, mm-hmm. there's just so much where you go, oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, and there's been a shift on the right, which I've talked about multiple times. There's been an, an ugly shift. To me, it's ugly. Where uh, church leaders don't seem to care about character anymore. They don't care. Woo. Um, and they should, <laughs> right? Because as uh, soon as we... Supposed,
8: I thought they were supposed to
1: be. Yeah, that's what I thought they were about. But I mean, we, I, we keep hearing I, terms like... Uh, we didn't elect a pastor-in-chief, we elected a commander-in-chief. <laughs> That's what the Democrats said during Bill Clinton. Right. Don't give me that. Don't give me that. No, Either was. character matters or it doesn't. Right. I mean, and and having good character
8: and maybe, a I, I don't know, a balanced outlook on morals. Mm. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be a pastor for that.
1: Yes, right. You don't.
8: Uh, yeah. That's
1: kind of supposed to be a good living. And then they will say, being. the other thing that drives me out of my mind is nobody's perfect. Nobody's asking for perfection. But there are certain things we can expect, I think, I, from our leaders. I will
8: say that I believe Donald Trump is asking for perfection for his wives.
1: I will say that I believe <laughs> he's He's coming doing that. close to getting it, too. I believe he's asked for that. <laughs> he's he coming pretty close to getting it. So, <laughs> he's got that part handled. Yes, he does. Uh, yes, it, it's interesting too. The big rumor is that this Stormy Daniels porn star thing has rocked Melania's world. Yeah, hey, I don't know that I buy that. I kind of do. She can't. She was supposed to be a part of that trip to. Yeah, Europe. she was. She didn't go. She didn't go, and that was right after the Stormy Daniels payoff. And, uh, and that same week, out.
8: that first weekend, they talked about how they went down to Mar a Lago,
1: and she she went with them. Yeah, but wasn't seen the but whole didn't weekend. Do, yeah, didn't do anything. Nope. And so. Some insiders have supposedly said this thing. This really this pissed her off, and she's uh really upset with him right now. I mean, you chase one porn star around your bedroom, <laughs> and then what? I mean, you do one to, payout of one hundred thirty thousand dollars. I mean, one hundred
8: thirty grand is nothing. And your wife, one hundred thirty thousand. She's got well, she's got up. two purses she carries around with her. Every day in the
1: dirt, worth one hundred thirty thousand dollars. Big deal. How uh, demanding of a right. wife? Thank to you. Expect him not to do those things. She's the I, one that needs to calm she's down. New York. I'm in <laughs> Florida. What am I supposed to do? Stephen still said it best. <laughs> Thank you. you can't Be with the one you love. Love, love the, the one, one you're, you're with.
8: Thank you. I mean, it's very simple. I don't know. Can't get much easier than that. Nope. Hey. Okay. So before we end up today, I want to be sure to promote. I'm going to do a Facebook Live on Jeff Fisher Radio today. Uh, right after this program, mm-hmm. 3 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to cover a story that I found so fascinating. I want to share. We're going to break down. We're going to break down a video of a guy that says he traveled to the year
1: 6,000. Oh. He, no, he traveled what, what, to the year 6,000. Okay, that's so,
8: correct. All right. He's a time traveler, and he traveled to wow, the year 6,000. Nice. Now he has he evidence? He has evidence <laughs> that he brought back a photograph. Okay. I brought in a copy of the of the screenshot. But I have a, a little. I mean, there's a copy on the screen right now. That says, you know, they put the question mark over the photograph so that, you know, they're teasing the big reveal. Why I, is his face blurred? I out? tried to, he, Because he's in hiding. What yeah, are you talking about? Why is, his, the year why 6, is his, He's not supposed to be talking about you don't this. he be
2: bugged, right? This okay. is
8: a government action. All right. Okay. Okay. And All he's right. telling us about what happened mm-hmm. uh, to him and uh, possibly a friend in uh, the time travel. Uh, world mm-hmm. and what's going to happen in the future and he's uh, I brought back I also made a copy of well you can't really tell if this is I mean this picture is Is doesn't do it justice but I mean this is I don't know that I should show you
1: what do you mean man?
8: well it doesn't do the picture justice from the I'll show it but the reveal on the Facebook here's a quick just now, hold it up there so you can barely mm-hmm you want me to carry that can over? We get there? a tighter oh. shot, or? You know, no? That's like just, okay. just watch the. I Facebook can
1: just live, can you know. carry I it over there want, for you. Want. Think,
8: watch the. I mean, you, on the Facebook. So that's shot. the
1: picture that he showed. Well,
8: right it's there, a little right? copy of it. That's a copy of it. All I mean, it's right. time you put the printers and everything. Plus, with uh, just as a – you know, in time travel, things might not necessarily. So what is the deal? What, what did he
1: take a picture of in, in the year six thousand? What a what, city. A city. A city, Pat. And it looks like it's different Four thousand years advanced from us or what yes okay let me see it let me me see it i mean all right
8: i mean
2: wait a minute uh, so (laughs) is it
8: black and
1: white photos in the future this is the big reveal
8: no hey hey come on you can't with our printers and lack of technology you can't make
1: out that is proof
8: of the year six thousand, yeah.
1: having been traveling. There's to. more.
8: There's more that he talks about. It's a 13 minute video that he's giving us information. All right? like,
2: yeah, don't don't so bury the lead. It it's just the information. Let me see was, that thank picture. Thank you. And it was uh, you know broadcast
8: funny. on uh, Access TV, and we've and we're going to break so it great. down on uh, Facebook Live right now. Okay, I can't <laughs> wait. I'm excited. <laughs> me too. All right, <laughs> me too. that's going to be good. What else? Yeah, I got. All right, we can keep going if you want. What? <laughs> Do it. You've done Keep like going. one
1: story. Well, I've done you're all the your one, work. The
8: one. I know, and I appreciate it because I on. have nothing today anyway. Jeez. So, so I appreciate it. I got some stupid <laughs> headlines. I mean, we can talk about. Uh, we got the big super moon tomorrow. I'm excited about that. There's Actually. another supermoon? Yes, moon? really. Yes, a uh, second full wow. moon of the month passing okay. through Earth's shadow during when it's close, right? A total lunar eclipse, right? So we get a super blue blood moon. And the tomorrow. the
1: last time this happened was really amazing.
8: really beautiful yeah it's gonna be really it looks
1: like it's like 10 feet from you
8: i think here, and you you can obviously go to the nasa website and and figure out exactly where where you need to be at what time but here Mm -hmm. it seemed to me i heard from my wife it was like 5 a.m or something so i'll wait for the pictures okay yeah i'm not getting up (laughs) (laughs) it's
2: tomorrow morning
8: (laughs) yes you want us to call you i mean we
2: could we could just so
8: the best view is i think i think that was what my wife said yeah all right that's, that is uh that's not that's Chewing the fat with Jeffy. She can get up and get those pictures
1: of. You know, years ago, uh when Glenn and Tanya lived in Connecticut, they had a house that just turned to turned out to be an albatross around their neck. Uh they bought it at the high tide and they were trying to sell during low tide. You know that so happens really too. Like, all of, like us, all of us for some reason. <laughs> Uh, But they also had a realtor who just wasn't getting the job done for them. And so they were really frustrated. And they thought, how can we make this experience better for people? What if we got a network of people together and we go through their experience? What are their marketing plans? What kind of character do, do they have? And what kind of results do they get for their clients? And then we just highlight these people. And here's maybe the key to the whole thing. They also have to be listeners to the show because that shows they're like-minded. They have the same principles and values, uh, uh, generally speaking, that you do. That's why they came up with the Real Estate Agents I Trust Network, 1,200 agents all over America that are rigorously qualified with each of the categories uh, I mentioned a few minutes ago. So if you are looking to sell your house and you want to sell it fast and for the most money, and of course you do, or maybe you're looking to buy, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. You'll be introduced to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com.
0: Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Matt
1: Gray returns. 888-933-93. Are you familiar with uh, US Rep Matt Gates? He uh, is tired of being called a conspiracy theorist. Uh-oh. And uh, he went on a show yesterday to complain about it and to uh, remind everybody how... Per- It is. He's being referred to as a conspiracy theorist. And so much of what
3: went on that has come out by looking at the text messages of, you know, of uh, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. And we're called like conspiracy theorists Uh because we see this cabal right in front of us. We're able to aggregate these data points and show what was really going on. The reality is we're just looking at the very messages that the people that were at the center of the hillary clinton investigation and the center of robert Mm. Mueller's investigation were saying to one another i mean that seems to be an entirely reasonable review of the facts to look at the communications between people who had central roles in the investigation and i don't think there's any dispute that there was extreme bias but not only bias in their minds Uh in their actions in their planning in the things that they were doing and it's one of the reasons why i filed legislation today To Uh get this memo released, I was joined by 35 of my Republican colleagues. And also this evening, I'll be taking the floor of the Congress with over a dozen members, uh, each giving their own voice uh, Mm -hmm. to this movement.
1: And the person, of course, he's talking to whose show he is on was Alex Jones at Infowars. So why would you ever call him a conspiracy theorist? (laughs) Ah, Of course, he's tired of being called a conspiracy theorist. I mean, you can't go on Alex Jones' show and be a conspiracy theorist because he won't stand for it. (laughs) But I want to know that is unbelievable. That is the home of conspiracy theories. He's on it, complaining about being a conspiracy theorist. I'm just Uh, curious if
2: the uh constituents of Congressman Gates. Um, are going to demand that he figures out what's turning the friggin frogs gay
1: that's what I'm hoping I mean I think they should mm-hmm. and what about what about this outrage I
3: uh, know that there are fetal tissues in a lot of the medical treatments and right. the vaccines yeah and, and they are in a lot of the cosmetics that's confirmed that's this, confirmed we know Pepsi's involved with companies that do use the fetal parts right and we do know that it's been tested in in, in flavor flavoring yeah
1: enhancement re- so They're flavoring Pepsi with babies. (laughs) It's an acquired taste. How could you dare call anybody on that show a conspiracy theorist? I won't have it. I won't hear about it. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. gray is here on the blaze radio
1: network welcome glad you're here with us triple eight nine hundred tell a friend about the pat gray unleashed experience won't you uh got some uh tweets at pat unleashed hashtag tell pat uh doma q says instead of taking over 5G, the government should take over Blockbuster. Bring that back with a vengeance. Uh, Mike Hermanette, golden opportunity. If we cut Jeffy in half to test the flex steel, this is a brilliant idea, we can also count his rings and finally find out how old he really is.
2: That's a (laughs) (laughs) win-win.
1: I like that. Uh, Hitakachi Toki. I want Trump to mention the memo or cancel future State of the Union address in favor of email instead. It's way too long. Mm -hmm. And uh, Trey Shelley says, my wish for tonight, Trump ends his speech at 8.59, saying, I have to stop here because most of the country wants to watch the Kentucky basketball game on ESPN. And a reminder for those who don't like sports, there's a comedy show starting right now on BET. (laughs) That's pretty good.
2: That's uh, where yeah, Maxine Waters stuff. will be
1: doing her little speech. Exactly. 888 <laughs> uh, 900 Also, I'm getting so sick and tired of seeing Hillary Clinton being treated as if, you know, she's some kind of conquering hero. All of a sudden, they used her at the Grammys. You know, the big reveal was they had all these celebrities reading from the Fire and Fury book, which has already been so discredited. It, it was just pathetic of... Uh, James Corden to, trump, to trumpet that out, to drag it out and have people read from that book. And of course, the, the one at the end is Hillary Clinton. And she has the book in front of her face, as if you don't know who that disgusting voice is coming from. <laughs> so um, she's also under fire a little bit right now. Because she's all over this, and she just did a, a video for some activist um, about this Me Too thing. Who worse to do a Me Too promo than Hillary Clinton? Can you think of anybody worse than that? This is the woman who destroyed the lives of anybody who came forward and accused her husband, Bill Clinton, back in the 90s. She, she just viciously went after all of them. And now this little side note, Hillary Clinton's faith advisor uh, was accused during the campaign of sexual harassment of one of her her, uh, other staffers. So was the guy fired? No, no, he wasn't. She was moved to another part of the campaign. She was just transferred. He stayed on. That's how seriously she takes sexual abuse uh, with people she knows and is close to. And she continues to remain close to this guy, despite the claims of sexual harassment. But let's not forget she's all about women. Oh my gosh, she's been doing nothing but helping women nonstop her entire career. Her entire life is all about helping women. Remember this little uh, encounter she had with a journalist?
10: ...that all rape victims should
11: be believed. But would you say that about Johnny to Broderick, Kathleen Mm. Wiley, and or Paula Jones? Should we believe them as well?
6: (laughs) Well, I would say Uh, that everybody uh should be believed at first until they are disbelieved Hmm. based on evidence.
1: What? (laughs) Uh, That's not what she's been saying. Of course, it's a completely different situation when it comes to her husband. Uh, because, A, you don't have the right to be believed immediately. You have the right to be listened to and taken seriously, and then we'll look into it. If you have the right to believe, that's the complete antithesis of the American justice system. It's the accused who has the assumption that they're innocent, right? Not, not the accuser that they're right? But she's being held up now as some icon of, of women rights and a crusader for the rights of women and the downtrodden. Eh, stop it. 888-900-3393. 888 Also, oh, I don't, don't want you to forget, coming up on Friday, uh, it's a very special episode of Moron Trivia. So we're bringing it back and uh, hoping that the technology is such that it works. <laughs> could be a quick game. <laughs> yes,
2: it could. Could be a, could be a quick
1: one. <clears throat> the other problem is that there's no tougher cities to get uh, convenience store clerks to answer and, nope. and participate than Philadelphia yep. and Boston. Yep. That's... The two toughest cities, because we've done, it, done this for, what, 15, 20 years, and perennially... Philadelphia and Boston have been the most difficult mm-hmm. to get anybody on the phone with. But we're going to do it anyway. So uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, invite your family. More on trivia. Uh, second hour. Yeah, so 1 o'clock on Eastern time. 1 o'clock Eastern. Uh, in, as we head into a Super Bowl weekend, it should be a lot of fun. We haven't done it for a while. Be a little bit rusty at it, but um, <laughs> all of it will come back. Uh, the Big Frog. Uh, Flap Jackson, all of it coming back uh, Friday, and then maybe depending on how that goes, mm-hmm. maybe we do it all year next year when okay. football season rolls around. We'll it's see. Good. One step at a time here. Yeah, once Baby exactly. Steps. Baby steps. It's <laughs> a it's a good way to start. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Kristen Gillibrand speaking uh, to the women on the View, so you know this is going to be agonizing about the Me Too movement. So they're trotting out Hillary Clinton and now Kirsten Gillibrand. And here's the wisdom she imparts.
10: This kind of behavior is not okay, it is not acceptable, we need accountability, Uh, Mm -hmm. and I think the Republicans should show far more leadership than they are today, and they need to speak out and send the money back, and and
0: hold their own accountable. Senator, you have dedicated your political career to this fight, obviously, and that's why a lot of people were really surprised that it took you 20 years to say that Bill Clinton should have resigned over the Lewinsky scandal, so what do you say to that?
10: I think this mm. moment of time we're in is very different. I don't think we had the same uh, conversation back then, the same lens. We didn't hold people Why? accountable in the same way that this moment is demanding today. I think all of us, or many of us, did not have that same lens, myself included. But today, we are having a very different conversation. And there is a moment in time that we, where we can actually do the right thing, or fixate on one president. Can I ask you, do you regret campaigning with him, though? It's not about any one president, and it's not about any one industry. And if we reduce it to that, we are missing the opportunity to allow women to be heard, to allow women mm. to have accountability and transparency, mm-hmm. and to
1: allow... Oh, isn't that convenient? Just a different time. We don't want to focus on any one person or any one president, or, or we don't want to focus on Democrats. Let's <laughs> just... As long as a Republican is being accused, I'm all about women's rights. A different lens, Pat. Uh-huh. But if a Democrat, well, we're not focusing on any one person. No. These people are so despicable. How do they continue to be put back in office over and over and over and over and over again? Maybe uh, if we get enough information on some of these, uh, some of these investigations... Maybe we'll finally be able to get rid of some of the, the dead weight in office. Um, Nancy Pelosi tried to obstruct all of that and getting rid of the dead weight. Here she is uh, speaking to CNN about uh, the GOP and the FBI memo.
8: No, I'm saying you guys redact what you need to redact, but then let the American people decide.
1: Thank you. Yes. But
6: they, that's not that's not the way intelligence that's works. That, that, that. You, you, that's not the way that's it works. Not, that, it's that. not a qu- This isn't a that's subject not. about what's in the tax bill or what's not in the tax bill. This is a question of what is important to our national security to be secure. Mm -hmm. So, again, let me take it to another subject because they do these things as a distraction. It's totally Mm -hmm. irresponsible. It isn't one person Mm -hmm. in the intelligence community recognizing the sacrifice that our men and women in the intelligence community make for our country's security that would say, this is not reckless.
1: This even talking about. She doesn't make... A bit of sense. Uh, as we discussed yesterday, uh, I honestly believe there's something going on there.
2: having an episode there.
1: It's, there's something wrong. And she stops in the middle of it, and she can't get her thoughts, and she stumbles over things, and she slurs words. I don't know. Is anybody else concerned? The, you know, here she is, the minority leader in the House of Representatives, and she might not be all there. <laughs> it's, uh, that borders on a problem to me. But nobody seems to be looking into it. A lot of people have made the observation that there's something going on there. But uh, nobody has said, hey, you know what? Maybe we should get Nancy Pelosi out of office. Oh, I have. (laughs) But nobody in power.
2: Sorry, my bad. Nobody in power. Misunderstood the question.
1: Even though... Her favorite word is what it is. They ask me you know, all the
6: time, what is your favorite this? What is your favorite that? Time, a, what, is your favorite what is your favorite? And one time, what is your favorite word?
1: What is your
6: favorite word? And I said, my favorite word, word. That, that is really easy. So easy. My favorite word is the word. The,
1: the word. The word. Is the word. Is the word. And that is and that everything. Is it a says word. Says it, it all for us. Says it all.
6: And you know the biblical you know, reference, you know the gospel yeah. reference. of the word. You know what I'm talking about, the word. And that.
1: That word. Word. <laughs> is, uh, is uh, well, it's we a word. We have to
6: give voice give to voice. what that means in terms mm-hmm. of uh, public policy that would be in keeping with the values uh, of the word.
1: <laughs> you know, a mess. lost in that mess yeah. is the fact that Nancy Pelosi would attack anybody who uses their faith and says that the, their faith informs their policies uh, they used to tear into Ronald Reagan for that and now that's exactly what she's saying is that her faith which is not true, her faith informs her policy and everything she does comes from her faith really? well you're Catholic and you're pro-abortion, how does that work exactly? Uh, uh, wow 888 933 more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up
0: This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
1: welcome, 888-900-3393. It is Pat Grant, and don't forget the State of the Union speech, 8 Eastern. Is it 8 or Eastern? Yeah, it is. Sure 8 it Eastern, is. so 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific. 4 in Alaska. Do I have that down? Okay, no. good. 3 in Hawaii. Is it literally 3? Yeah. Is it 5 hours difference? Yeah. Wow. 6, 7, 9, or, I don't know. How nice that that doesn't interrupt any of your favorite programs in primetime in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> You're just completely, completely free.
2: I mean, yeah, 8 a.m. for NFL games on Sunday morning. Oh, I would love that. 4 a.m. for uh, as soon as you London wake games, up, yeah. you
1: got football going. Yeah, it's like a
2: London game all year round.
1: Yeah, uh, that's nice.
2: But I think the 4 a.m. game when they are in London would suck.
1: Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty three, ninety three. Uh, A national correspondent for The Week magazine wrote an article uh, the other day that the United States Constitution, I think you'll agree with this, is, quote, an outdated, malfunctioning piece of junk, and it's only getting worse, unquote. Rip it up, man. Come (laughs) on. (laughs) Start over. (laughs) One thing I like about this is he's actually admitting what he feels. Mm -hmm. Normally, they won't. Uh, The progressives who hate the Constitution will will usually say, oh, I'm all about the Constitution. But this guy doesn't even play that game. Correspondent Ryan Cooper says the U.S. should instead become a parliamentary democracy. By far the most successful road-tested government there is.
2: What a buffoon. Road tested. What is it like?
1: Wow. Well, yeah, but it's been road killed many times throughout (laughs) history. So if that's what he's talking about, yes, there's all kinds of road killed democracies on the side of the road. Uh, Part of his problem is that changing anything is nearly impossible. That's one of the best features of the Constitution. You can't just on a whim decide, okay, we're going to go this direction. Like when a tragedy happens, all right, let's get rid of guns. No, that's a right guaranteed by the Constitution. So if you want to change that, it's going to be a process.
2: Well, how would you feel about, say, maybe having the citizens of your fair nation take to Twitter to help write the Constitution?
1: Hey, if it's good enough for Iceland, Mm -hmm. which it was, that's Mm -hmm. how they did it, uh, it's got to be good enough for us. How many likes can my suggestions get? (laughs) Man. (laughs) Uh, So he says other countries. This is a selling point to him other countries regularly ditch or overhaul their constitutions to deal with new problems. Um, Yeah, that's a problem. That's why we are the longest running, successful constitution in the history of the world. Um, Any abrupt dramatic change in how the U.S.'s government could cause society to fall into utter chaos, he admits. But don't worry. He has a cure... For a document that's been in place for more than two centuries. He said, make no mistake. A constitutional collapse would be a tremendously destabilizing and dangerous event. And raise a significant chance of insurrection, civil war, or military dictatorship. But if and when it comes, it won't be by choice. It will be because the ancient, janky mechanisms of the American Constitution simply failed. Wow. Some of his other suggestions for setting up uh, provisions to elect president from the House, Uh, you neuter the Senate, radically change how the House members are elected, and eliminate the Senate filibuster. This guy's brilliant. So what would he eliminate specifically?
2: I just heard neuter the Senate. (laughs) That's where I'm I'm stuck back there. Uh, uh,
1: Yeah, Uh, I can see how you might get hung up on that and think, wait a minute. Uh, that's not a bad idea. Actually, <laughs> uh,
2: when the GOP is in charge, it stays perpetually neutered.
1: Yeah, there's no question about that. So Ryan Cooper says these are the provisions in the Constitution that should be eliminated, and if it were up to him, would be eliminated. Okay, <laughs>
2: I'm ready. This you is ready? Popcorn time.
1: Change number one, eliminate the First Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) No freedom of speech or assembly. I thought you said this guy was serious. Oh, he is. Okay. Uh, Also, uh, something else that needs to go: the Second Amendment, no right to keep and bear arms. Mm -mm. For that matter, let's eliminate the Third Amendment, the right to refuse quartering soldiers on your private property.
2: Second. Now wait a minute. Now.
1: This is amazing.
2: This guy's just a
1: contrarian. Fourth Amendment. Freedom from illegal search and seizures needs to go away. The Fifth Amendment rights for people accused of crimes go away. The Sixth Amendment right to a speedy trial. How can that? Why would you? The Seventh Amendment. uh, The Eighth Amendment. In other words, the first ten amendments need to go away. Wow. Uh, We don't need a Bill of Rights, I guess. The idea that certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people that needs to go away. And the 10th Amendment that limits the power of the federal government, gone. <laughs> I just... Uh, it, it, but, you know, I like it when they do this, because at least you're honest.
2: I got news for this guy. The 10th Amendment, um, well, it is gone. So don't worry. Yeah, that one's already is. been erased.
1: Definitely. 888 uh, 900 Interesting story about uh, how much Americans will need to retire comfortably.
2: Hmm.
1: We we just sat down with a an advisor a while ago and went through all of this stuff. It's actually, it's actually chilling how much money you need. It's actually if you haven't really been doing a good job of preparing for your future, it's actually chilling. I don't want to have this talk right now, please. It will it will scare you to the bone. <laughs> So, the financial experts are now saying you're going. You're going to need a minimum couple of hundred a, <laughs> bucks,
2: right? Couple hundred? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, uh, I mean, right? All right, so That's we're done. Reasonable. Here. We got it. We're you're done.
1: No more. Except that the minimum is about one and a half million dollars uh-huh. to retire comfortably. <laughs> you can thank the fact that Americans are living longer, interest on savings is low, and Social Security is no longer a foregone conclusion. Mm. Uh, for that one and a half million dollar number, mm-hmm. they say that a million dollars just won't last long enough. <laughs> uh, this financial advisor says it's really bad out there. So bad, in fact, I feel like I'm sitting on a mountain and screaming at America to wake up. Yeah, because hardly anybody has one and a half million dollars to retire on. To get to the to this goal, uh, Walzer recommends workers set aside. 25% of pre-tax income. Oh, okay. 25%. Yeah. Sure. That's hefty. <laughs> That's, That's uh that would be impressive if you can do that.
2: Yeah, you're going to have to cut back to you can't mac and cheese aren't going to cut it. I mean, you got to no. figure out a whole bunch of stuff.
1: I mean, you'd have beans every night. Mm. Among the biggest fears, according to this guy, are monetary policies artificially propping up equities and other assets. While fueling a huge surge in U.S. federal debt, currently over twenty-one trillion dollars. <laughs> mm. So, if you've been thinking, well, we got, we've got plenty. We got like, uh, like, couple like hundred. Keith said, a couple hundred bucks in the bank, we're fine. Yeah, yeah, probably not.
2: Just make sure nothing bounces. We're good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but you think about that when a million dollars meant something when interest rates were really high, mm-hmm. right? Because you could. It, it would bring, just a few years ago, like if you put in the principle of a million dollars and just lift off the interest, it'd be like $50,000 a year. Wow. That's not the case anymore. No. It's like $50 a year. So, uh, you know, I think what has to happen is that uh, some of us have to change our habits and maybe invest a little bit sooner when things like Bitcoin come around. Hmm? And you don't wait till it's, I don't know, $16,000 per coin. Well, wow, this sounds
2: oddly specific. I mean, is there anybody you know that didn't no, no, invest no, no, when they should? No, no, no. I'm just, just
1: generally speaking. In like general, just generally. No, speaking. nobody
2: comes to mind in your world. No, it huh? might have a experience or two. <laughs> no. with missing the boat on investments.
1: I don't know why you're pushing so hard. I don't, uh, just, I don't understand seemed, what you're like. I said oddly specific the way you
2: were saying it. So I just wanted to you know pry a little bit and okay. see where we were going with that.
1: Yeah. No, I didn't have anything specific Nothing, okay, in mind. No,
2: okay.
1: I'm just Sorry. saying that it's. Too bad that you talked about, maybe some people did, uh, buying Bitcoin when it was $300 a a coin because they were told it's going to skyrocket eventually. Anybody come to mind? And then when it was $1,100 per coin and people talked about it a lot more and they're like, hey, you should really get one of these. Because this this could skyrocket still.
2: Oh, it's still hypothetical, right? Still it's, again, hypothetical. Seems specific,
1: right. Right. but not. But then when some people ignored even that, and then all of a sudden, just a few months later, it was $16,000 per coin. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, wow, maybe somebody should have jumped into this a little earlier. Maybe. <laughs> But again, I I don't have any specifics yes.
2: right now. Um, uh, this hypothetical Bitcoin thing you just discussed here, yeah, uh, it's uh ten thousand one forty eight. Yeah, it's it's
1: uh so it's uh you know it's by low, Pat. Is this the time to get in? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, now it looks like it's in a nosedive. So, <laughs> Alex, what do you
2: want? I mean, do you want to be able to retire in three weeks or three years? I mean, which is it you want? Here? Uh, three weeks would be nice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good point.
1: That yeah, would be really nice, mm. as a matter of fact. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Meanwhile, uh, the Dow is plunging for some reason. Mm. Speaking of Bitcoin, uh, it's down three hundred and forty one points as the big sell off continues. I guess that was bound to happen at some point because it's just been going up and up and up with no ceiling in sight, and now finally there's this pullback, which is you know pretty natural. And people are cashing in a little bit. Yeah, they're
2: cashing in because it's uh, April 15th is approaching and they've got to write some checks. Right. I'm not bitter, just saying. (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay. (laughs) 888-933-93. Also, uh, don't forget, State of the Union tonight and then immediately following, you're going to want to be there for the Maxine Waters follow-up. But not just that. There's also the Bernie Sanders follow-up. And the official one is from... Do you remember Uh, who that was? uh, The person? There's some Democrat, but there's uh, three Democratic that rebuttals is ridiculous tonight. Asinine. The Democrat response is going to be
2: from uh, Joe Kennedy? Meet the Democrat responding to Trump's 2018 State of the Union?
1: Wow. Look at that, huh? Yeah, he looks like a Kennedy, he doesn't like he? he? Yes, he does. He's the uh, grandson of, uh, of Ted? Robert F. Kennedy. Okay. 888 thirty three ninety three. More pack Ray unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Everybody's really excited about this campus reform video where the guy went out over the weekend and asked students what they thought of the State of the Union address, which hadn't happened yet. Uh, Here's what happens. Some people were saying that it was the most racist State of the Union that's ever happened. What was your reaction to everything
7: that was said?
0: I didn't watch it because I couldn't bring myself to watch it. quite racist at the very least.
5: if not up there with most racist.
7: Yeah. Wow. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's almost—it's already quickly climbing the scale. Some of the people said today that uh, they thought his immigration stance and that he outlined last night was especially hateful. Very. Uh, what do you think of it?
2: I—it's something that I wouldn't have expected to happen in like our lifetime. It's offensive. <laughs> it, it is crazy, but I'm not shocked
0: by it by what he's done in the past. So.
1: I don't know why people do that. <sighs> Why don't you just say, yeah, I didn't see it. It Even if you don't know it hasn't yet happened, <laughs> why would you yeah. pretend you
2: watched it? There's a strange psychology going on there. Really weird. I just don't get either.
1: A really weird. And it happens all the time. But This one probably a little bit worse because he actually gives them quotes that didn't happen. So it tainted the discussion a little bit for me. A little bit. As Tom Brokaw would say, a little bit. Tied to the discussion just a little bit. Meanwhile, tonight at the State of the Union, one of Donald Trump's guests <coughs> will be Evelyn Rodriguez, whose daughter was violently killed uh, in gang violence by MS-13. Evelyn says, I feel very honored that I was invited. It's a great privilege. Federal authorities said in 2016, four members of MS-13 bludgeoned Rodriguez's 16-year-old daughter, Kayla Cuevas, with baseball bats and a machete. Good gosh. Law enforcement officers said gang members also murdered her best friend, uh, Nisa Mickens, who was one day from her 16th birthday. Good Lord. Oh, good golly. There, there are very few more uh, despicable and violent gangs than MS, MS-13. Three of the four suspects were charged in the murder of the girls, uh, were here Illegally. So Evelyn Rodriguez spoke with the New York Times from her home in Brentwood, uh, Long Island before boarding the plane for Washington. When asked about immigration, she remained ambiguous. She said, immigration is not my forte. What I've been saying from day one, everybody has the right for the American dream. That's just not true. <laughs> I mean, we, everybody does not have a right to live the American dream. Americans have that right. But we don't have that obligation to offer that right to every citizen of the world. But anyway, she says that should be there for them. They're good people. They give back to the community. Yeah, how about the three that just murdered your daughter? She says, I want Trump to ensure that we're going to get proper funding for the resources for our kids. I'm not here for anybody's political gain. I just want what's right to be done. Everybody should put their political agenda aside and think about what's going on in our country. Uh, She admits she's pretty nervous to be there. Um, But she says that her daughter, her legacy is that she's opening more doors. Where one door shuts, two doors open. Who would have thought that President Trump would speak with me? I'm a real person. I'm not out for any type of game for myself. It's always been for the kids. Uh, Since January of 2016, the gang has been, MS-13 gang, has been blamed for 25 killings on Long Island alone.
2: Good grief.
1: 25 killings. You know, in New York. In New York. Kind of a stretch from the from the U.S.-Mexico border. The girls' deaths uh, exposed a part of Suffolk County that's plagued by gang violence, especially, specifically, MS-13. Most of the gang members are from El Salvador, which is known to be one of the most violent countries. San Salvador was the most murderous city in both 2015 and 2016. Right now, it has the seventh highest murder rate in the world. And this is, you know, what we need to highlight so that people will get serious once and for all about border security. kind of interesting that uh you've got the mother of a of a person who is brutally murdered by these guys with bats and machetes and she's still not saying how can you she's still not saying look i i don't know what needs to be done on the border these are all good people well they're not as evidenced by her experience
2: democrats like to use that uh, argument uh if it saves just one life
1: well how about a wall right
2: would that not save at least one life? That's here in America. No right now? question,
1: hmm. absolutely true. And when it comes to illegal immigration, you never hear that one life thing. Well, if it helps one person, because certainly a wall would prevent more than just one death. Um, so uh, you know that Trump is going to mention her tonight and uh, point to her tonight, and I'm sure she'll stand up and and take a bow. Uh, but will that have any effect on the Democrats who are, who are gathered there? Nope. They're going to sit on their hands and they're they're not going to take any kind of stand on border security. Despite the fact that they used to feel this way as we played for you at the beginning of the show. Legal immigration is wrong. That's Chuck Schumer. Illegal immigration is wrong. When was the last time Chuck Schumer said that? And a-
5: All Americans not only in the states most heavily affected but in every place in this country are rightly
2: disturbed by the large mm-hmm. numbers of illegal aliens entering our country
3: what wow. we need
6: to do simultaneously you know secure our borders with technology personnel uh, physical barriers if necessary in some places
5: hmm. if making barrier. it easy to be an illegal alien isn't enough mm-hmm. how about offering a reward for being an illegal immigrant no no sane country would do that
1: I mean, Harry Reid, 1993. No sane co- country would not only allow them in, but reward them once they're here. Well, that's exactly what they do now. That's exactly what they're proud of now.
6: We should enforce our borders. Huh. To have a situation where 40% of the babies born on Medicaid in California <laughs> today are mm-hmm. born of illegal immigrants creates a very real problem for the state. No. We- Here's what I'll do.
8: Number one, the borders are more leaking today than they were before 9-11.
9: They're more leaking today. The fact is we
8: haven't done what we need to do to toughen up our borders, and I will.
9: We simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumventing the line of people who are waiting patiently, (laughs) diligently, and lawfully uh, to become immigrants in this country.
1: Everything these Democrats said was reasonable, right? Now it's all hateful. Now it's all hate speech.
2: Yeah. Now, now, now we, you're
1: a racist if you say any of those things.
2: Right. Now those illegal alien children, like <laughs> uh, was that Diane Feinstein, I believe I heard in there, mm-hmm. uh, was referring yep. to. Yep. Um, they're now of uh, legal voting age, and so we need to go ahead and uh, move so, to the front of the line.
1: So their tune has completely changed. Uh, speaking of which, thirteen children were found among seventy-six illegal aliens squeezed shoulder to shoulder into a tractor trailer which was seized the other day by border patrol agents so fortunately they caught this shipment of uh illegal aliens jam packed into another semi-trailer before another tragedy struck remember the last one it was Last summer in Texas, and it was like 109 degrees or something. Mm -hmm. It's about 150 in the trailer. And how many of those, how many of those illegals died? Yeah. Several. Yeah. The driver of the tractor trailer, United States citizen, the driver's name wasn't, wasn't released. Uh, But the individual was arrested in Laredo. These criminal organizations view these individuals as mere commodities without regard for their safety. The blatant disregard for human life will not be tolerated, according to Assistant uh, Border Patrol Agent Gabriel Acosta. The people were found in the trailer. They were from uh, Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. The agency released a picture of the 76 border crossers packed into the trailer, some sleeping on top of each other. You gotta, I mean... Wow, Just a mass of humanity jammed into this. This is, this is how tragedies occur. This is why I really wish we would have made the focus on the people themselves all of this time, because none of these policies are good for the people sneaking across the border. It gets them killed. They die in the desert or they draw, they die in the back of a semi-trailer. They're killed by coyotes. They're raped on a regular basis. Um, you've talked many times about the rape trees where they, these coyotes rape them and then put their underwear on these trees uh, as a reminder to others that you can't mess with the coyotes. I mean, it's just an unbelievable situation that's continued to be tolerated so that Democrats can, can score political points. It's despicable that all of these people Uh, are being used as pawns in this discussion. On Monday, lawmakers in the House offered a new bipartisan proposal for the Deferred Action Childhood Program uh, that protects immigrants who came here illegally. Trump moved to phase out DACA in September, but really that's not what he was doing. Really, he turned it over to Congress to come up with a plan to legalize them. And they haven't been able to do that. Why haven't they been able to do that? Because the desire on the Democrats' part is not really to help anybody. It's just to to increase their power structure. It's despicable. Oh, yeah, it was 10 people who died uh, in the extreme heat of the tractor-trailer last summer in San Antonio. Remember they found him in that Walmart? James Matthew Bradley who was driving the vehicle, told authorities he was unaware of the stowaways. I I mean, there are people in the back of this truck? What? (laughs) What? According to one man riding on the truck, some people were banging on the walls and took turns breathing through a hole in the bed of the trailer just to try to stay alive. So, this is what we're combating and this this is what we're up against. And so, hopefully the State of the Union address tonight will shed some light on some of these things. Um, with the mom whose daughter died at the hands of Ms. 13, maybe that will elicit elicit some sort of response from the Democrats, so we can finally protect our border. Triple eight nine hundred 93 More Pat Gray unleashed coming up.
0: Pat Gray only on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Gray. Welcome, 888-933-93. A Russian Su-27 jet performed an unsafe intercept of a U.S. Navy surveillance plane while it was flying in international airspace over the Black Sea the other day. Uh, the American pilots reported that the Russian jet came within five feet of the U.S. plane. This is a lot like um, Top Gun. Remember that? Remember mm-hmm. the scenes with uh, when Maverick uh, flew upside down and flipped off the, the Russian <laughs> pilot? He got in trouble for that because he was being a hot dog and you could have been killed. <laughs> Apparently that's kind of what this Russian jet just did. The uh, Russian jet's action forced the U.S. Navy aircraft to end its mission prematurely. They said this went on for like two and a half hours in the air. Uh, it's It's amazing that Catastrophe didn't strike during that time. I, I don't I don't know why the uh Russian jets are provoking things like that. It's it's uh and wh- strange.
2: Where does that decision come from? Does Putin wake up in the morning and go, you know what?
1: Hey, you know what? Buzz uh buzz today. the American jets today. today. I don't know.
2: Or I is don't it know. or is it just, you know, hot dogging, you know? I mean seriously.
1: strange. It's it's Cold War kind of stuff mm-hmm. though. It's stuff that you would expect in the nineteen eighties, not today. Uh triple eight. Nine hundred thirty-three, ninety-three. Also, uh, some some tweets at Pat Unleashed. Speaking of the Kirsten Gillibrand, how is it a different time? Is Gillibrand saying sexual assault was okay in the nineties? <laughs> That's a really great question. Let's let's watch that Kirsten Gillibrand uh, discussion again on the View and uh, see exactly what it is she's saying here.
10: This kind of behavior is not okay, it is not acceptable, we need accountability, Uh Uh, and I think the Republicans should show far more leadership than they are today, and they need to speak out and send the money back. and and
0: hold their own accountable. Senator, you have dedicated your political career to this fight, obviously. And that's why a lot of people were really surprised that it took you 20 years to say that Bill Clinton should have resigned over the Mm. Lewinsky scandal. So what do you say to that?
10: I think this moment of time we're in is very different. I don't think we had the same um, conversation back then, the same lens. We didn't hold people accountable in the same way that this moment is demanding today. I think all of us, or many of us, did not have that same lens, myself included. But today, we that are having a very statement. different conversation. That and is... there is a moment in time that we, where we mm-hmm. can actually do the right thing mm-hmm. or fixate on one president. Can I ask you, do you regret campaigning with him, though? It's not about any one president, and it's not about any one industry. And if we reduce it to that, we are missing the opportunity to allow women to be heard, to allow women to have accountability and transparency, and to allow women to have justice.
1: Different moment in time. It does seem to, to be stating It wasn't important back then. Sexual assault was okay back then. And it's not now. Uh, Isn't that essentially what she's saying? And actually including herself in that too, because she did nothing back in the 90s. She didn't care about it then. It's a different different moment in time now. Oh, uh, okay. So it was all right from the standpoint of Bill Clinton. Because he liked fat chicks. (laughs) He liked fat chicks in the Oval Office. And uh, especially fat chicks with a wearing a French beret. Hard to resist the fat chicks back then. But this is a different moment in time. Now it's completely different. Why? Because we have a Republican president now. And I think that the end goal of this whole movement is to finally come down like a ton of bricks uh, on Donald Trump. I think that's what they're setting up. And to a certain extent, they've already tried to do that with the Stormy Daniels stuff. Um, and there have been some others that have come forward and accused him and are suing him. Uh, and that's, that's what they're counting on. They're counting on bringing Trump down with all of this uh, sexual harassment stuff. We'll see. 888-933-93. Also, union heavyweights are weighing in on drones and driverless vehicles, as you might expect. No drones or driverless vehicles for delivering packages is one major demand from, this, from the uh, Teamsters and big contract negotiations with UPS this week. The union wants to ban UPS from using such newfangled technology, which logistics the logistics company has been reporting um, that they're testing right now. Other demands outlined in the 83-page document submitted to UPS this week include another hiring another 10,000 workers and halting deliveries after 9 p.m., including during the peak delivery holiday months of November and December. Wow, does UPS deliver after 9 o'clock at night?
2: Mm. I, I
1: don't think I've ever gotten a package at 9 o'clock at night. I've got one at 8. <clears throat> really? Yeah, yeah. They said that they've hired uh, 40,000 more Teamster workers in the U.S. in the last five years. It's interesting, though, because um, is it Amazon that's using the Postal Service on Sundays? Yes, it is. So Amazon has included like all seven days of the week, right? Mm -hmm, Yeah. You can get a package from Amazon at any time. And uh, the U.S. Postal Service is being employed by Amazon very Weird situation. That's probably the only way they could stay afloat now, though. Uh, because with all the different delivery methods, the postal service is almost becoming obsolete. Although we were just reading a story. There was a story yesterday about a, uh, post, uh, a postal employee in Italy. Did you see the story? Postal employee in Italy. They found, I think it was... 200 tons or something of mail in his garage. He'd just been dumping it in his garage for eight years. And people were like, I I mean, I'm not getting my stuff. And so they launched an investigation into it because mail wasn't getting out to people. And they found that this guy didn't deliver it. He just dumped it in his garage uh, a lot for the last eight years. His Bill's It's summonses. I mean, it's all of these things that uh, people really kind of need to get in the mail. Probably caused a
2: lot of problems. Probably caused some problems. So Jeffy used to deliver mail in Italy,
1: huh? Sounds like something he'd do. (laughs) Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, 888 900 Also, the guy who sent out the false missile alert didn't do it on accident. We're finding that out now. What? He thought there was an actual missile launch. And so he purposefully (laughs) set off the alarm. No. (laughs) Federal Communications Commission says human error and inadequate safeguards are to blame for the missile alert. Uh, The FCC said the individual who sent the false alert refused to talk to the agency, but provided a written statement. Uh, Hawaii's been testing alert capabilities, and he mistook a drill for a real warning about a missile threat. Oh, man. He responded by sending out the alert. There was no sign-off from a supervisor. So I guess any flunky can just start panic in in, 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 in any given jurisdiction.
2: You know, we always talk about how we play it as a society so razor-thin close to the edge whether it's, you know, getting groceries to the store mm-hmm. or our electrical grid. Look at this. Anybody can just
1: Anybody could just send out an alert like that. <laughs> I mean, people were crying, right? throwing up, they uh. were upset. We talked to a guy who said his family went in and prayed for half an hour until the all clear came out. This alert was sent to cell phones, TV, radio stations, And caused considerable panic for about 38 minutes before the governor finally found out what his Twitter password was. Yeah. (laughs) Reset
2: password. (laughs) Crap. What email address did I use to get the password sent to? And can I change? Should I change it now, or should I send out? Should I tell them all clear? But no, I'm going to forget this. This one that I am just temporary. (laughs) But but if I don't do it now, then I'm going to forget. So let me set my password. Then I'll get around to sending out the cancellation. 38 minutes later
1: we are in good hands aren't we mm-hmm. it just makes you feel warm and toasty and just really secure all over 888 hundred thirty-three ninety-three. use that number tomorrow and we'll talk to you then yeah oh and don't forget we've got our flex seal demonstration of the entire flex seal family of products find out how well they really do seal holes and uh leaks Uh, And on Friday, more on trivia Mm. as we head into Super Bowl weekend. See you tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray
0: Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.